0: 11 10 9 ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. all engine running.
1: What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, Jordan? What's going on, bro? I
2: what's good, man? Week, bro, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I missed you too, man. Wow. Well. <clears throat>
1: It's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute, bro. I'm excited for today, man. I know it's not Friday, but it's actually even better because it's it's actually a, a better day, I think, than Friday.
2: It's God's day, baby. Sunday, but did you go, did we're you back. Did you go to church today? No, dude. Churches. My church is. I used to go to church, but my church is the outdoors. I go on hikes every Sunday. That's me and I just church now. Go I like explore that. the nature. Yeah,
1: I like that. I feel like you can find God outside better sometimes more than you can actually find God
2: at church. Yeah, you don't need some old white guy on a stage telling you how to find God, you just look within, you know. You just climb around, yeah, you'll you'll find. find. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's funny. But what's good, bro? You want to introduce our guest for today?
2: I would love to, I would love to introduce. We got guys, we got a very special guest today. We got Kevin Navarette, my dude's chilling in the Bitcoin penthouse out there in Miami. Me and Kevin go way back. I remember Kevin when I first met you, bro, you were a degenerate. I mean, you still kind of are in such a way, (laughs) but in such a more positive and productive way, I got to say, and I know we're going to dive into NFTs, Solana, and what you've been up with that. But my man, like, yeah, Kevin is Mike's little brother. And I remember the first time I met him, he, what, you were like 15, 16? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Kevin's been coming along with us the whole way. And it's been amazing to just see you grow up, bro, see the influence you've developed in the NFT world. I learned a lot from you. I've been following your moves on Solana. And I'm excited to have this conversation because, yeah, Kevin leads a big group of people out in Miami. He's really putting a lot of people on. And this kid is mad creative, like the artistic talent Kevin has. Honestly, one of the best I know, like when it comes to making beats, making videos, just the whole nine. Like my dude's got that touch. So I'm excited to have you on the show today, Kevin. I'm excited to chop it up with you, bro. Love, uh,
3: man. Yo, I'm on the best fucking podcast in the universe, guys. I'm hyped. Geez. I'm fucking hype. Let's fucking go. Bro, I'm oh, yeah, excited, man. dude. You
1: were you were one of the first conversations that actually start expanding my mind. I, I talked about Johnny too. This is like one of the first conversations you were there. Um, it was you, Johnny, Jordan, right? All you guys. So this is this is super dope. And yeah, dude, I've heard you rap, I've heard you make beats, I've seen you <laughs> make pictures, I've seen you make flyers, I've seen you make videos, bro. Like I'm surprised I haven't seen you make a human yet, you know, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, that's, that's coming soon in the
1: future. I'm the bro. Way. <laughs> No NLP. future episode. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: But for Kevin, Kevin, for those who don't know you, uh give us give us the rundown, give us your story, man.
3: Most definitely, man. You know, like like you said, my name is Kevin, you know, aka Kevo, aka Awaken with Kev, aka Soul Poppy, you know the vibes. But like, yeah, to the people that don't know me, um, you know, I'm 24 years young entrepreneur. Um, you know, I've been in this space of investing, business, networking uh cryptos entities for about like like four or five going into five years now um and honestly like before i even got involved with any of this stuff um you know i was just like although was just a passionately curious kid um you know i think that's one of the biggest driving factors that that took me to where i am today is really just you know just being fascinated with with human potential man and, and just your mind potential and um you know, just how the universe works. Like, I've always been a student of the universe. I remember, like, in high school, um, during class, you know, I would have a, a headphone on uh, mm-hmm. while the teacher would be teaching the class, and I would be listening to YouTube, like, conspiracy fucking theories. Like, <laughs> I'd have uh, spirit sciences, like, my shit back then, um, and I'd be learning, just getting woke as fuck, dude. You know, learning about your pineal gland and chakras and you know, the lumina <laughs> and I'm, like, sitting in class, like, getting woke, and, like, telling my, my classmates, like, yo, dude, have you heard about, your, you know, your chakras? Like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? So, like, um, yeah, I just always just like that, and um, I think, you know, growing up, watching my parents, you know, like, just grind, dude, um, they're both immigrants from uh, Salvador, and, um, you know, just seeing, like, there's, hearing their stories on, um, you know, where, how, what they went through, bro, like, my mom literally, all oh, my parents like they lived through wars out there and like we're in the trenches trenches and um, you know seeing you know the, the sacrifices they made really like inspired me so much bro and um, you know right after high school I was just like dude I gotta get the fuck out of the suburbs I gotta, gotta get out of my hometown like that was such a hack and um, that's when I met you Jordan when I moved to Chicago because I was just on the we we're on the same vibration and like you know both really just in that self-discovery trying to figure out life and everything i'm still kind of there you know Uh, i think it's a lifelong journey but like um you know i was just always someone who was very observant and i saw you know how society operated and you know really just seeing like how the people that were like 10 20 years older than me like how they live their life and um most of those people were not happy they're depressed you know um that they're not they don't have complete ownership of their lives and um you know they're not controlling their narr- narrative so I was just like dude I need to do something else like I, I'm not trying to go down this path and um you know that's really what led me to to entrepreneurship and doing the things that I do today um so yeah it's been a fucking crazy journey man and like I it might sound cliche but I just, it still feels like I'm, I'm still like getting started and you know, the fact that I started this at a really young age is, is is super cool, man, because now I'm still in my early 20s, and I still have, like, a lot of time left to, to really ride this out, man, so, yeah, man, that's, that's a little bit about me, for sure. I heard you used to get into a lot of trouble, do a lot of drugs, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I would do like, <laughs> I got arrested a couple times, um, <laughs> I was the bad kid in my, I wouldn't say I was, like, a bad, like, I wasn't, like, like you know, like, a fucker, but, like, I was like, um, I would get in trouble. Like, you know, Mike was kind of the influence. So like, I was, I sm- started smoking weed at a younger age. And uh, I'm just the one that I caught pretty much in my family. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I still got my shit done. I still did everything, but I just like, you know, party a little bit, have a good time. You know, that's, that was um the type of time I, I was on. And I'm grateful, honestly, dude, because kind of got that out of my system, like, pretty early, and, you know, as people my age, you know, after high school and, like, college, they were getting fucked up all the time, that's when I was just, like, focused, man, I was locked in, was um, I had gotten that shit out of my system already by then, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, that's one thing I've always found impressive, like, from you and Johnny, um, you know, we were older, we were 21, 22, and you guys would, yeah, we were all, we all enjoyed our <laughs> nefarious activities, from the just leave it at that, you know, but I looking at you guys and, like, the age that you gave it up versus the age that I gave it up and how much you guys have matured and how much you guys have grown, it's it's insane. And, like, still at the age that you're at now, 24, man, like, it's, like, Kevin, it's damn impressive. It really is, like, for the growth and where you're at at the age that you're at. Like, dude, when I was 24, like, I was just like, oh, shit, I probably should stop doing that stuff.
3: <laughs> Dude, I remember ripping bongs at the uh, Pilsen with you, bro, like, when we first started, like, moving in together, like, yeah, I do want to add one thing as well, like, Mondo, you were saying, um, I was getting in trouble in high school and stuff, like, when I was younger, um, yeah, I think, I think why I just would do, like, mental stuff all the time was because, dude, I'm addicted, like, I have an addiction, um, it's bad, (laughs) I'm addicted to, to, to thrill, dude, like, experience and thrill, and, um, dude like that's what led me to wanting to try so many things and you know I've never I don't think I've ever publicly said this but like you know that that's why I started like dude I ex- experimenting with my I, I guess I would consider some consider myself like a lab rat and like <laughs> I was just like dude like like I don't know you know how they would say weed is like the gateway yeah. I had that kind of issue because <laughs> <laughs> after that I was like holy shit like what else is there like what else can I do <laughs> you know <just laughs> simulation and um that's when I got into like dude psychedelics in like I think sophomore year or something like that and that's when she just got different like that's what really just like opened the floodgates bro to like just my mind dude I was like this is wild mm-hmm. and um I think the first couple times I was just like you know just like anybody's just like oh like this is cool like the visuals you know the feeling but then I think um I started using them more as a spiritual tool um, like as I got more educated on it and not as like a party tool or like a party favorite I guess so dude that definitely was super um, influential man just that and like music too like I think music was fucking super influential dude like I was listening to like hip-hop back in the SoundCloud days like uh, you know Joey, Badass, Logic, Mm -hmm. uh, Russ, you know ASAP, Kendrick and TDE. And like again, dude, just that curiosity was always like they would be talking about certain things and I wouldn't know what it was. And I'm like, I would look it up. And that's what really like just influenced me at a um early age, man. Like those were like my my musical daddies, pretty much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that on that on that idea, like was there a certain catalyst that kind of switched you out of the mindset of maybe using these tools and information for fun versus like educating and growth. Do you have like something you can look back and see like, wow, that really was that moment or was it just kind of like being exposed to the information?
3: Um, I think it was just like after the first couple of times, um, you know, I felt like, I think it like instantly just clicked in my, in my mind, like that, you know, we're just spiritual beings I'm living in this meat flesh Vehicle and <laughs> and I think it was just like you know the first couple of times it really just showed me like the how real the the spiritual world is, and um you know how real like energy vibrations is, and um yeah, it just really led me in that direction of like wanting to like explore that more and um uh, understand these kind of things like why you know why do these things work? you know why the world works the way it works like why do we um like, you know. Why, like, how can I better control my mindset, like, you know, my thoughts, be more observant of it, my emotions, and um, I think just doing research data, just like, each time I, I, I would do them after that, like, the first couple of times, I just had an intention, like, there would be, like, a, something out, like, a demon or something that, like, I wanted to fight or something I wanted to, like, fix within myself internally. And um, I would just go into it with like that kind of intention, and um, it was just super cool, bro. I, it's kind of like doing surgery, but like in the fifth dimension or some shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like doing surgery on yourself is what you mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really don't think.
3: It's, I really don't think it's a
1: coincidence that like some of the coolest and just like most intriguing conversations that I've ever had really have been with people that I've like experimented. With okay. just like a deeper version of themselves, I think people that like I I, just, I have a friend that just did ayahuasca, and I have yet to have the conversation with her about it, but <clears throat> I'm very excited to because she's never done psychedelics ever, like never did mushrooms, Whoa. never did yeah, never did mushrooms. She went she went straight did, to the
2: major league. That's wild, bro. Great <laughs> <from laughs> ayahuasca.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, so she went from weed to ayahuasca, and uh, <sighs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that conversation. It might actually be a. A uh, podcast episode. Yeah, that's that
3: fire. fire. Well, I like what you said, man. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Like, like you can really, you can only meet other people as far as like they've met themselves as deep as they met themselves. And um, uh, yeah, like you said, I feel like I've always vibe more um or had deeper connections with people who have explored like those realms more and the, of themselves um not even necessarily like it's just a coincidence most of the time they've experienced psychedelics but not all the time so people can get woke without it um and another reason honestly why I I I just went like wanted to experience these kind of things is because of um people like Albert Einstein Steve Jobs um who else they did like the Beatles bro like some of the dopest creative geniuses in the world um you know, it wasn't a coincidence that they've all experienced that. So I was like, dude, like if this kind of gives me an edge in the world. Like I'm down. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude. Oh, I think it definitely does. Cause it's just, yeah, it's that other layer of reality that a lot of people are just maybe unaware to or haven't ever perceived. And you you start to those concepts that might seem like they're for me, at least I'm speaking of my own personal experience. It's like, when you hear of concepts like energy and spirit and spirituality, they kind of can seem abstract and they have no real tangible meaning to your life. Like they don't, it doesn't connect. It's an idea. It's a thing that's an idea, but then when you experience it, it becomes way realer. And then now you understand why like people in South America are so into shamans, why, you know, people are so into religion. You understand all those mad things about the world because you've had some sort of experience with it. Like, until you have that experience, those things will always just remain as a theory, as an idea, you know. So it's kind of crazy, man. I think every episode we've had, we've somehow managed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come across
1: psychedelics some way or another. Dude, we keep I keep hearing this word experience. I was with Mike Miles last week, and one of the things that he said that was the most profound thing, and it was such so subtle too. He's like, I'm not Mike, I'm experiencing Mike. I was like, Fuck man, like that's oh like God. yeah, that was like the most like. It was just, and 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 then he continued on, but like I, I like it's like I stopped listening to what he said, because that was so profound that what he said, you know, it was like ranting off on something. But we keep talking about these experiences, and I just keep thinking like I'm, I'm not me, you know, like I'm just experiencing me at, at this point, and we're just kind of diving into this deep rabbit hole. But it's awesome, man. I I love to hear, you know, like kind of what? how this created all of this stuff that you're into now. So, like, I know it had to have been one of these experiences that kind of, like, led you to this creativity. But, like, as far as entrepreneurship, was it more of, like, that kind of experience that got you into this? Or was it, like, Mike's influence? I know Mike's got a lot of influence over everybody, but, like, you being his brother, was that, like, the reason being?
3: Or were, were you kind of skeptical about it at first? Um, I mean, I think that was, like, to me, it was, like, the – my way out of the system, honestly, like, I was like, dude, fuck the system, like, I need to unplug from the matrix, and, you know, these were the tools that I found that um, would help me do that, and, you know, I knew at first, like, you know, my first passion was, like, uh, just creating, and um, music was, like, super, like, huge for me, and, um, but at the time, I was just, like, dude, I can't, I can't make a fat bag off of music, it's, like, statistically, like, super fucking hard to do it, Um, get alone like producers and um, so I was just like dude like I need something that can fund my passions I need something that um, you know isn't gonna be like a job and at the time it was just really trippy like how everything how aligned everything was because at the time was when um, you know me Jordan Mike uh, our other roommate Andrew we were all reading the book this the same book at the same time um, the Celestine Prophecy bro and um it's not like um it's not like a you know like the usual self-help book it's more of like a story and those principles it's a fictional story but the principles can be applied to your real life and one of the one of the it's like scrolls right this dude is like he goes to Peru and um he's finding these scrolls and one of the scrolls was like about coincidences it's like not like everything happens for a reason there's no such thing as a coincidence like everything happens and then like he became aware of that once he read the scroll he had that scroll now within him and he was aware of it and now he's like oh shit like like there's a reason why i ran into this person and now he's aware of it he's like okay like like something could happen and then like it turned out you know this person you know led him to another thing and then it was just crazy like that and um i think after reading that you know i was just aware of coincidence it was like all, um like same with like it's like a law of attraction like one of the laws laws of the attraction like if you're going to like if you're thinking of a you know blue ferrari all the time you're going to see that blue ferrari all the time and um so what happened was like now that i'm aware of that um dude like the timing was insane like i remember um when we had our spot in Belle plain and like really around there dude like that's when we were getting into cryptos that's when we are getting into all this stuff and I remember Jordan was, uh, he was reading this article about like crypto millionaires going to Puerto Rico. And, um, and then we're also at the same time, like, yo, like we want, we don't want to be in Chicago. This place is like, no, like the urban life is just not it right now. We were like seeking something else, um, and following our our intuition, dude. And so it's like, okay, we want to go somewhere else. We're, We're getting, we're into cryptos and trading now. And then, um, I remember this one day, I will never forget it, bro. it's was crazy. Literally. Jordan was reading this article about, you know, the millionaires, crypto millionaires going to Puerto Rico, the tax laws, all that good stuff. And then, um, literally like not long after he like told us about, it, he's like, "Yo, check this article." Blah blah blah. We hear like a loud noise upstairs, like, boom like something fell. We're like, "Yo, who the fuck is breaking it <laughs> We went <going> up <upstairs? laughs> I think Jordan grabbed a bat too. He's like, "Nah, bro, we gotta fuck someone up." And then, uh dude what had happened was there was this painting we had in like our hallway that like fell on the ground and we didn't really ever pay too much attention to it but it was a painting of the caribbean islands mm-hmm. and puerto rico is one of the islands Damn. and we're like holy shit like Damn. <laughs> we're like hold up that's gotta be a sign <laughs> from the universe bro like that's not a coincidence and like we're like fuck like we've been studying this stuff you know we had to just follow our intuition and do and literally two months later packed partnership we sent it to puerto rico not knowing anybody bro we didn't know a single person there no family do nothing dude we like airbnb the first month or two because we didn't even have a crib, bro we just sent it literally and uh that's when we met roberto that's when like dude it was just crazy alignment like we had to go there and if it wasn't like, it's one thing to see the signs and it's another thing like to follow the signs. Yeah. And like, that's what we would always do. And I think that's why, like, you know, we are where we're at today because, you know, we we understand, like, you no, know, like, we can control life and reality to an extent, but, like, dude, God in the universe is, like, the true orchestrator of all this shit. And it's like, I can see, I can't see around the corner, but I know I can trust God and the universe to see around that corner for me. So that's really, like, kind of, like, um, I don't remember what the question was, <laughs> but um,
2: yeah, that was the, like that was like the birth, the birth of prime, the birth of uh, yeah, um, thousands QC, yeah, throwing it back, like thousands and thousands of people ended up being impacted by that that decision, that move, and like you said, I, I think it's a really powerful topic of manifestation because I think the topic is it's a great topic to talk about, you know, a law of attraction, like creating your life manifesting your dreams you know and i think a lot of people have this idea that you have to you have to decide and choose every aspect of it like and you gotta know it in crystal detail before you ever do it right and it's like yes and no like you have to have a general idea but a lot of the stuff that i know i've accomplished and that you've accomplished and that we've accomplished together us three is like it is following an intuition following a sign following a hunch and trusting it you know it's like you really don't fucking know like how the hell are you supposed to know like if you already know you would have already did it that's why i always say you know and like that ability to trust like just trust the universe trust yourself trust the fact that the signs are lining up like like this is what we should be doing right now like we should be all should be sitting here recording this conversation i'm getting those same vibes right now even talking on it it's like meant to be here we're meant to be sharing this information because there's one person somewhere out there that's listening to this that's like holy shit i've been getting a sign and i have been ignoring it and this is your sign right now listening to me that you need to start taking action on that shit because that's literally it bro like the greatest things in the universe happen from you just taking an action on that hunch that sign you see something just do it bro just send it mandalo
1: i think that's where that's where you get the best experiences man when you just have no idea what's going to happen and it's just like that's what's supposed to happen is that you don't know what's supposed to happen you know it's already (laughs) i don't know if i believe in destiny you know but i definitely believe in like everything everything is aligned and everything has its purpose like you know kevin trudeau um i think it's kevin trudeau says it like it doesn't like it does something oh no it's the science of getting rich right like something has to happen before before whatever you want um like whatever you're expecting to happen needs to happen so like it's talking about like someone needs to come from Maine to Alaska to sell you something or some something or the other right and it's like these crazy um what do they call it like a butterfly effect right Mm. it's like one thing needs to happen across China for it to come totally affect you so so whatever whatever that thing that knocked that that painting down on the wall Exactly. That, that was supposed to happen for that sign to be revealed to you guys, it you did. know, it's,
2: it's, you just got to be open to receiving the sign. That's the biggest thing <clears throat> i is like, you can't you, you can't, you can't, you can't fathom the circumstances of the universe. That's going to bring you what you want. You can ask it, but like, like you said, you don't understand. There's some dude in Maine going to Alaska. That's going to do this one thing with this guy. That's going to influence this guy. Who's going to do this other thing. That's going to influence that. That's going to ultimately influence you. Like, yeah, you nice. cannot conceive that powerful creation of the universe, but you can use it to your advantage if you understand these laws and understand these principles. Like, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Same. <laughs> I think, like, I think that how factor and, like, the, the effect factor, because you can cause, right, cause and effect. Like, cause, like, I want this. You know, I'm going to do this. But, like, the how factor is did manifest in crazy ways like mando was saying mm-hmm. like you never know like you know a wind can blow like the painting down and that was, that was a, how can you know that was gonna happen like yeah. that's that's when you have to kind of have that trust like um in the universe and stuff like to, to just trust that it's gonna work out you just have to like believe like why you're doing it, you know mm-hmm. and, and then just obviously like jordan said just fucking take action on those signs and then like and don't worry how, how it's gonna happen it's just gonna happen dude like the craziest stuff like that has happened so many times and it's just like it's not a surprise anymore bro it's just like just being aware of the signs and then when you see it you just fucking take action
2: dude that reminds me man like you've definitely been a person i've seen like just as a full sender like that's oh. why we go that's why we're tied that's why we're all tied we're <laughs> all full senders here but okay. kevin there was one time when we were in Puerto rico and matthew was living with us and i kind of see what you did—that circumstance where you just sent it to Cali—do you remember? Of course, you remember that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of see that as one of your moments of like growing as a person and as an individual, where you just sent and you just like, honestly, from my standpoint and perspective, has elevated to a whole other level. sense that, like, that was a like huge moment looking back on my relationship. I was like, dude, Kevin just—I remember me like, dude, Kevin just sent it to Cali. Like, is he coming <laughs> back? Crazy.
3: I don't know. <laughs> Well, like, oh, i had like um
2: yeah take us back there recall that and like kind of walk yeah. us through like your thinking because i know that was a very spiritual experience for you as well and you leveled up in so wow, many ways sense. i did a lot wow. of out
1: there what
3: happened <laughs> you said you probably did <laughs> a lot of acid i said oh, <laughs> no i actually i did shrooms it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit dude
2: this is crazy bro. because then oh, you ended man. up in bro then you ended up in europe with like mr banks bro and like Dude, yeah. we gotta talk about that yeah, yeah take us through oh. that that journey dude you for <laughs> real
1: you've done so much shit bro like you've done so much stuff <laughs> dude and i feel like every every time every year there's just like a new experience is that why you're always just so chill bro because you're just like fucking
3: everything just works out in your favor i don't i wouldn't say that's that's true but <laughs> um nah, man holy fuck i don't know where to start pretty much Pretty take, us, much, um, take us
2: back when you when you left Puerto Rico and you sent it to Cali because it might like okay. that was in my timeline how like
3: first I just want to say before I even dive into that is like it's just crazy the power of, of your decisions bro like life is just a series of decisions that you make bro like you know if I didn't decide to to move to Chicago or decide to go to Puerto Rico or decide to go to Cali like these certain things wouldn't have happened um, same thing with even like, on a more micro scale like dude if you every moment of your life you're making a decision like i decided to hop on this podcast now that it has an effect that can you know impact other people who hear this you know i decide like you know what am i going to eat am i going to eat healthy today or am i going to eat fucking mcdonalds today am i going to you know be a lazy sack of shit or am i am i going to go to the fucking gym you know am i you know like everything is just a compound effect and um that's why i was like like i said it just stands back from being a fucking addict of <laughs> thrill and experience Because, um, at the time, dude, I was like, and also just also like just like knowing that this is your personal journey. Like sometimes like we have like herd mentality and and we want to just just do what, like you, you trust people around you and like where, like where they can lead you. But sometimes like there's shit that only like that you have to experience yourself, bro. And um, that's something I realized. I'm like, dude, like I have to go on my own journey as well. I can't just depend on like people to like, Guided me all the time and um so pretty much man it was so fucking funny like I was working at the, uh, the Ritz uh Carlton like a five-star resort in Puerto Rico and uh it was wild man just you know serving people like T-Pain um you know Russ Alicia Keys uh Adam Sandler bro that shit was that felt like a movie bro <laughs> like I remember I, I went to like I grabbed the food and stuff and then I, I like go to like the restaurant area. And uh, he was outside, like, the balcony um, in the Porsche or whatever. And, like, I didn't even know he was fucking there, dude. And I remember I just turned, and I see Adam Sandler, bro. He's laughing, too. Like, the classic, like, you know, his laugh or whatever. Like, in that moment, it felt like a movie, bro. Like, you see the beach in the background. I was like, dude, this is crazy. (laughs) Um, But, dude, I just remember, like, serving these people, and they're all wealthy, you know celebrities um i remember like these crypto millionaires like super young and like um i remember asking them like for advice and um, i was just like dude like give me some advice like i'm in i'm starting my journey with this right now and then they're like dude like my biggest advice for you is you'll never go broke taking profits and that shit always stuck with me bro and um that's funny because i wish i would have applied that more (laughs) than this (laughs) don't we (laughs) Um, all man dude yeah that, that was my biggest takeaway bro um after crypto we'll go more into that like in a little bit but like yeah so pretty much you know that really inspired me bro it's like dude like like I just need to take action on, on what I'm doing like I'm on the right path and um so I, I was it was really hard to get any days off bro yet uh yet alone like a fucking whole week and that's what I was asking for and eventually my boss he budged and he's like all right fuck it you got it like one week that's it and so i sent it with fucking matthew and uh we went to this we, like the main reason we went there was for this this uh mastermind event it was called a penthouse mastermind and it was like a melting pot of entrepreneurs you had um uh, you know day traders e-commerce uh drop shipping people you had real estate wholesaling people you had in, uh influencers both with like millions of followers you had dude grammy and M- grammy and emmy oscar award winning like producers and um people of that nature dude like it's fucking insane the people there dude the prince of germany was there dude i shook his hand bro (laughs) it was crazy not gonna lie dude there was some illuminati vibes there like it's really weird bro like (laughs) um there was this like really crazy painting um one of my boys like the reason we went out there like he invited us uh no job greg shout out to him um he had this really trippy like painting it was about like kind of just like uh it was woke whatever right and they had that in the background behind the panelists that they were speaking and at one point in the um during the, that event that thing like fell over and they like took it down and behind the painting there was a masonic shield that was painted on the wall bro and i was like what the fuck i was like i turned to my like dude you see that <laughs> we're like what the fuck and oh my god bro got so weird at one point like um uh, dude, like, because it was, like, four levels, like, this mansion, dude, is, like, four stories in the Hollywood Hills, and um, I remember I was in the fourth one where, like, the panelist was, and, like, I went out on the balcony, and I was just, like, you know, taking in the moment, and I remember, like, I looked down, and there's this little kid, dude, on a tricycle. He, he's wearing a mask. Um, I don't know if you know the video game Fallout, but, like, the pit boy, like, he was wearing that pit boy mask, and um, he had a balloon tied to him, like his elbow and he was just riding like back and forth like in front of the place And I'm like okay you don't really see that every day that's kind of strange I was like it's kind of weird and then uh later on in the day dude my one of the guys like my homies he was like working the front um like letting people in and stuff and he's like dude did you see that kid I was like dude I know what you're talking about he's like dude this kid came in and he was trying to get inside and I'm like dude who are you like, where are your parents? And he wasn't saying anything. He was just standing there, creepy as fuck. And then he, like, I think walked inside or something. I don't know what happened, bro. But all I know was like, this is fucking crazy. What the fuck, bro? They're they <laughs> like the their presence is here. I don't know what is it? like I was kind of tripping out. I'm I'm like, dude, it's Wait, Did you guys just let him in. I don't think they let him in. I think like he kind of walked in, but like I think they I don't know what happened, dude. This is fucking crazy. And i was just like dude because there's billionaires there bro there's millionaires there like yeah. vibes. Like, yeah i was just like dude whoa this is this is wild um so dude yeah like <laughs> i sent it to cali right anyways i just had to share that because it's, it's so weird dude like i never experienced that before and um so we went there dude i got so much value I actually expanded my mind a lot <laughs> and um just outside of my own niche and industry. And it really helped me connect like new dots in my brain and, and create new neural pathways because that's something that like I've been learning recently is like, yes, you want to learn things in depth, but also, you know, the saying is like the master of everything is master of none or what are the jack of all trades master of none. There's, that's not entirely true because like if you're learning a lot of different industries and and do and, now you're like, you can connect those different industries together and different things that you've been learning and that can give you an edge that other people don't have and it's connecting new neural pathways and, and um synapses in your brain i was like that's crazy so i had that kind of moment at this event and then um not like if i didn't go there dude like um i wouldn't have like made content there that like was needed for my next level up and um so like christian vargas and j-lo and, and daniel vesper you know, they came out to Cali, and um, and then, like, we did, like, a little Cali tour, and I remember I had this, like, $300, like, little fucking GoPro Osmo Pocket thing. I was shooting with it. It was, it was everything went crazy, and I was just making edits, right, just playing around with it, and then, um, you know, I dropped a couple of videos on my Instagram, and then, dude, like, <laughs> we had some fun time in Cali. know, like, we did some training and stuff, but, like, just went, and, like, just experiencing Cali alone was super cool, and, like, all the views and everything. So then we, we drove to, to from L.A., dude, all the way to freaking Dallas, bro. And then that's when I went to the trade house, like the actual, like, Mike Miles, Jordan Morgan. uh, And that was my first time, like, you know, at the trade house. And I'm like, this is the trade house. <laughs> this is crazy. And I was, like, sleeping on the love sack. And, you know, grandpa was there. I was petting grandpa. <laughs> People were like, what the fuck, petting grandpa? Like, <laughs> uh, it's a Dude, that's when I was getting breakthroughs of smart money. Like that's when I was first learning that stuff. And then, um, so pretty much, dude, that's where I met Mr. Banks. Was at the trade house, and uh, he was looking for like a, a camera guy, to, like creative director. And I was like, dude, like I have some work. Like I showed him my stuff, and he's like, yo, this is fucking dope. And then uh, <laughs> and then like he's like, dude, I'm up like, I'm gonna hire you, bro. Like let's work. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I didn't think he was serious. And then um I didn't hear anything for, for like a month or two. Um and then he hits me up on Instagram, like, yo, what's your number? And I'm like, yo, like like okay. And then he like calls me. He's like, Yo, what are you doing, bro? Like, like, can you fly to Vegas tomorrow morning? Like, I need you to get on flight like tomorrow morning. I'm like, dude, like I'm more I have I got a job, fuck your job, bro. I'm gonna pay you more than your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny, bro, because the last job at the Ritz, dude, I had a fucking Quit that because I never went back. I was in Cali, and he was blowing me up like, "Yo, where are you at? Like, you're supposed to be here." I'm like, "Dude, I'm in Cali." He's like, "When are you gonna come back?" I'm not. <laughs> that was how that ended. And then this, I got to literally work the one shift at like fucking Planet Fitness, dude. And then he called me, and I the same thing. Yeah, dude, I can't, I can't go in. <laughs> He's like, oh, "What the fuck, dude?" So then I fly to Vegas, dude. I get there, dude, a penthouse in Vegas. Like, I'm like, "Yo, this is wild, bro. What the fuck?" Yeah. And then. He's like, yo, where's your camera gear? I'm like, it's right here. (laughs) Like the little ass camera. He's like, dude, you shot with this? This is what, bro, you can't follow me around with this, bro. And he like gave me his actual camera gear. And then that's when I was like, I don't even know how to use that shit. Like I was literally just improvising and learning as I was going. (laughs) Oh, but. And how do you feel feel about him uh, leaving IAM? Dude, I fucking, I'm about it, bro. Like that's more of his vibe, like where he's going where he's at you know i'm not gonna give other people clout you know (laughs) but uh, maybe they pay me but um dude yeah i feel like it's his vibe and like you know i don't know there's a lot of shit that happened behind the scenes but like i think he's gonna kill it bro anywhere he goes um he's uh, literally a momentum catalyst bro and working with him is is dope because you just learn like a lot about his work ethic bro and his like sacrifice bro like we'd be like like, a lot of people don't, know, like, see that part, bro, like, like, how much we actually, like, he actually cares about people, because we'd freaking drive all across the country, go to different countries, bro, be in a flight, dude, like, red-eye flights, to be in another city the next day, to do an event there, train, and then leave to go to another city the next day, like, that, a lot of people wouldn't even fucking, like, dude, cross the street for you, and this dude is, Going around the world for you. And
2: Dude, he like took great. you all over too, bro. Like how many countries did you guys hit during that?
3: We hit like I think uh five or six countries. We went to um <laughs> Barcelona. That shit was fucking dope. Uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that that picture you guys got on the at was you at the queue yeah. or the W, or whatever it was called. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was like on the like on like the bay towards the bay or whatever. Yeah.
2: Uh, we went to
3: uh, Paris dude that was really cool that was my first time in Paris uh, we went to uh, Czech Republic <laughs> we went to uh, uh, Prague what else did we go we went to like uh, London too we went to London bro we were drinking pussy out there that was like an energy drink it was like, <laughs> it was, like well, you were drinking what pussy <laughs> dude that's what the energy drink is called bro it was so we were making fun like funny videos about it like He's like, bro, what you got there? Oh, I got some pussy, bro. <laughs> I know <was laughs> some stupid shit. But, uh, dude, yeah, we went, like, all those spots, dude. It was so cool. Like, that was the first time leaving the country, or second time leaving the country, but, like, going to Europe and uh, experiencing those cultures, bro, and, like, different
2: kinds of people. And uh, it was just a vibe, dude. Definitely. Dude, that's insane. Like, looking back and covering all those dots, how you just, like, decided one day to send it to Cali. And the next thing you know, some guy's like, yo, quit your job. I'm going to take you all over the world. Just film me. Like, bro. Like, the, the, the whole conversation that what we you're saying, just, like, following the sequence of events. You don't know how it's going to work out. But what you ultimately wanted, what you've been saying is what you desire the most is what? Experience. And you just, like, sending it led you to all those freaking experience. I think that's amazing, bro. I think that's dope. But uh, what, what are you working on currently, man? What are you doing? What, what fills your time now? What you got going on? Right now, what's really taking up my time
3: is, um, you know, just doing the things I've I've been doing the last four years is like, you know, building online business, um, you know, helping people, mentoring people when it comes to like investing and trading in the financial markets, like Forex, cryptos, um, now NFTs as well. Um, You know, day trading myself every morning. And then now what's really taking up my time is NFTs. you know, I've actually taken on um, uh, it's so crazy like ownership of a project now, and um, you know, that was really just like random, like out of nowhere, um, you know, this guy like he's pretty like known in the space, and um, uh, within at least Solana NFTs, he had started this project and then like you know built a super dope community, and then he was working on another project, and that project like blew the fuck up, like got like almost three hundred thousand followers on Twitter and then um so he's like dude like like he was cool with my boy Andrew like Andrew was just in there like you know being the Andrew like he was like a, I think he became a mod because they were just like this dude's always active and then um so he hit up Andrew like dude like like we see you like would you want to like take ownership of this project because we had to put our full attention on this other project now because we did not think that it was going to blow up like that. So then Andrew hit me up like, dude, like, you want to run this up with me? And I was like, let's fucking do it. Like, I, I'm about experiences like this. I see it as an experiment Um, and really just, you know, one thing about me, I like to engage and interact with, um, you know, any uh, different industries and things that I don't know. Like, I think like a problem with uh, a lot of people is that their insecurity with learning. You know, they think that if they learn you know, if they don't understand something in their first hour or two, like, yeah, no, it's not for me, and they just throw it to the side, but they'll watch fucking 10 hours straight of Netflix, but I'm, like, so, it's, like, I think people are just insecure about their, their their learning curve, and I'm just someone who, like, I, anything I do, I just want to learn, like, find the fucking cheat codes to it, so I was, like, dude, this is a really dope opportunity to, like, you know, if it does well, awesome, if it does, it goes to shit, then, like, it was the um experience, dude, like, I can learn from it, and so that's really what's taking of my time is, um, you know, Web3, NFTs, you know, building influence on there, um, you know, creating dope shit. Like, it's a completely different business model. Like, I think it's a business model of the future. I think if you have products or services, like, it's just another way for you to, to expand your, your brand or product, um, especially now that everything's going digital. Like, that, that's the new goal, is just like, dude, online uh you know nft the metaverse everything's going there we already live in the metaverse like everyone spends like 12 hours on social media so it's like
2: crazy
3: like we're already there it's just now it's like businesses and things like that that nature are going to shift all on there as well and i think it gives you a really dope opportunity as well to like scale um because like if you have digital products like if you already have a physical product you can just create a digital version of it now and this is going to let you like now you don't have to, um, you know, pay for like actual product. You could scale it to freaking millions of people and you can make unlimited of it. So it's like, it just makes sense to me. And people are going to take their, their, you know, physical habits, spending habits, consumerism, you know, and they're going to take that to the, the digital version, you know, with NFTs and everything like that. And I think everyone is going to have NFTs. Um, I think it's really, it's a really good way to build trust uh, transparency and verification. Like I heard, like mm-hmm. Nike, Nike is gonna be using NFTs to verify, to pretty much, you know, fight counterfeit market. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, like each shoes gonna have its own NFT to verify that it's that is legit. So I think like a lot of business models are gonna adopt this, these kind of models. And uh, I'm just here, you know, getting my foot in there, bro. Like learning about it early as fuck, and you know, planning my my fly gear.
2: Bro, you're in there. You're in there running a project like that's super cool. Like you said, like the relevancy of the experience and like being able to interact with Web3 communities in a way of not just being a participant, but actually having ownership stake and like executive powers, I guess you could say about, you know, and that's the craziest thing in Web3 right now. I love being in the space because, it's such a wild west, you know, and like decisions like these people have made really impact the space and you never know what's going to happen. And, like the decisions I Luna made and with the outcomes of that and the decisions they're making now trying to revive it and the outcomes of that and the decisions of different all these different NFT projects and what they like. It's crazy to me because it's, it's fast, bro. And it's, it, we really are building a, a foundation for how business is going to work in the future. It's, it's, it's NFTs. It's like, no doubt about it. Like I think Gary Vee is one of the best people that speaks on it and the relevancy of it and why it's going to be so important. And it's like, he, he said a fire ass line. Gary Vee is always good with those one time, the one-liners, you know, the slap in the face. <laughs> it's like all these people don't know what NFTs are, are screwed because dude, in three years, your ticket to Coachella is going to be an NFT like you know it's like get with it now or get left behind bro because it, it, it is like that you know and it's like i think it's cool too because we're like in like 2012 2013 of like bitcoin and crypto is like where we're at right now with nfts and it's like we're laying the foundation for for everything for the space and you're definitely one of those people like legitimately influencing a lot of people within our own community on certain plays to make and know you like Past results don't guarantee future results, but yeah. you've made myself some money. You made a lot of other people yeah. some money on your calls on these NFT projects, bro. And like mm-hmm. the, the the I guess you could say the filter you've been able to develop because that's a big thing. And I kind of want to hear you touch on that and like what you look for in the space, like what draws you in in terms of projects and NFTs. You know, and like kind of bringing this to a level where people who aren't familiar with NFTs can understand the lure to investing in them, why you would invest in a project, and then more importantly why you wouldn't invest in some projects because let's be real here, you know, a lot of NFTs are just some shit someone threw on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) You know, some some cat and someone's like, (laughs) yeah. And so what what do you see as, what's legitimate in this space and what's not? And like, how do you, yeah, how do you view the space in that terms? I I just want to give people some perspective real quick before you answer
1: that, bro. Like you called out D-God's, you called out okay bears, you called out um Jeez, Mary gosh. Jane's. Um, what are the uh, um, the but was the bud one? The, the um, best buds, best best you called out best buds. Um, you called out um, was it Crooked Labs? Was it Chris uh, Labs? Chris Labs, um, dude. I mean, there's a whole list, dude. Like, you've called out ones that have come out for. One Solana, a little bit over one Solana. Like, okay, Bears just went bananas, dude. I remember seeing that in the Discord. You said, I remember you said, Mint's Mince looking for today. And that was one of them. And I just kind of like flew past me, you know? Because I'm not really dude too deep into the space. But like less than 48 hours later, it's like 300 Solana. I was like, bro, what the fuck? I got, this guy said, <laughs> buy this. And I didn't, I slept on it. Just like, I didn't buy it. Could have paid, what, two, three Solana? 300 400 4000 x my investment insanity bro but sorry i just want to give people some perspective so that this isn't just like oh yeah he's just calling out these little plays that one or two of them or maybe three of them got lucky like no this is like consistent
3: like plays that you're you're making bro so dude that's crazy like oh my god bro sometimes i don't realize like the shit i do i'm like what the fuck just normal, like I don't know, it feels normal, but like, um, so yeah, like projects things that I look for in projects, um, it really depends. All right, so my approach with NFTs is like there's a couple approaches, right? If, and and I like to cater to, to the different kinds of investors out there, like the more conservative people, you know, I find the projects that are, you know, I feel like. They could be um, comfortable holding long term, that actually have real utility, you know, solid teams. And then I also cater to the more, you know, the flippers. People looking to get, you know, quick bags in and out, building their capital so they can get into more established projects. Um, so I like to cater to those people and find like quick flips, things like that. Really just leveraging hype and attention. Uh, like that's what I do for a lot of plays as well. But things that I look for. I think that one of the biggest things is, um, you know, one is definitely community because, like, dude, nothing would exist without communities. Like, if people, the people is everything. Like, did not like Apple wouldn't be a thing if people didn't buy Apple computers. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you have a really organic community and people are like, don't really care about like the floor price and things like that, and they're actually here because they 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 genuinely enjoy and like the project and what they're building. Um, that's a really green big green flag but if you have a community that's just like everyone's just trying to flip and no one really cares that all they're doing is talking about the floor price you know that's something that's not it's kind of toxic you know and then um, I look for teams like builders people who you know are credible people who um, have experience you know not just 16 year olds like just making a cartoon image you know like People who actually have, like, real-life skills. Like, that's something I look for. Um, I invest a lot into teams. Like, that's that's something, like, I look for. That's probably the number one thing. Is, is the team capable of, like, executing and delivering on what they're saying and what their vision with this project? Um, Utility. Like, what kind of utilities do they offer? And that's the thing with NFTs. Not every product has to have utility. You know, there's different kind of assets, classes, I guess you could say. Like, within NFTs, it's, like, you have utility based NFTs, um, then you have more of like a, a community like PFP vibe uh, NFT, which is just a brand. It's like it's like a clothing brand, like a hat or something like you know, like a uh, like a Gucci or like a, a off white or something like you know, that's fine too. You know, so like there's different things you can invest in. and it's really like like those are the main things I look for. Um, you know, other little things is like tokenomics. You know, if, if NFT wants to have tokenomics, like, do they have solid tokenomics that can sustain, um, you know, the liquidity pool and their token? And that's a thing right now, with NFTs, most of these uh, tokens are like shit coins. Bro. Like, they don't... Ponzi. Like, Ponzi's, literally, there's very few to, uh, NFT projects that have a, a healthy ecosystem within their their project. You know, like, d guys is pretty healthy. Uh, Blacksmith Lab is pretty healthy. Um... What's another big one? Like Tayo? Like no? Like the thing with those projects is like they actually have like real products and services, um, and business models that can generate cash flow. That's that's really what it is. If you don't have that, then like how is your coin going to survive? Everyone's just right. going to drain the liquidity if they're just staking it, and there's no real service or product that that's going to help generate cash flow. Uh, so like yeah, teams, communities, uh, tokenomics uh da, 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 da. And then art, dude. That's the fucking art, bro. If the yeah, art is yeah. fire, I'm with it. But at the same time, some of the most random shit fucking goes crazy. Right? <laughs> doesn't make sense. Sometimes, dude. like the shit that doesn't make sense, is just just gonna like go crazy, and the shit that makes sense <laughs> might not go crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the world of NFTs, but it's cool because like, <laughs> we're setting that standard of what the fuck is cool and what's not. You know, yeah. like this art, we like this, we don't like that. You know, and it's like. I think you mentioned a real nugget there that uh, one of the of people had, like you just leverage hype and attention. Um, what is your, and I don't know, something Mike is, has been continually saying too, if you're educated, plugged in with our space, with our community and our academy, what is that to you though? Like um, how do you like kind of gauge hype and attention and like, what does it mean to flip hype and attention?
3: Uh, so it's a good question. Um, really, like, based off of engagement, so, like, I'll look at, like, Twitter's, like, see if they're blowing up, they're popping, um, sometimes it can be botted engagement, so, like, something you should, like, be aware of, uh, Discord engagement, you know, seeing if it's real, like, engagement, the reactions on their announcements, um, and then just seeing people talking about it, like, what they're saying, how they feel about it, um, it really does, like, that, like, I, I'm, just study, like, human nature, like, how everyone is, like, feeling and thinking about the project and how much attention it has and then how much demand like it has like right now the meta is like whitelist it's actually kind of funny like it's so funny like people are putting more value on whitelist than the actual fucking project mm. like these whitelist tokens that i'm seeing are going for like more do like tens of tens like 20 30 souls and then the project releases and the projects below what the whitelists are <laughs> selling for you know so, so what like,
2: is before you get to deep in that what is a what is a whitelist and what what is oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. what how does it work like why would i want to be on a whitelist what does it give me
3: okay so whitelist is like uh, an exclusive list of people who are gonna be able to mint on pre-sale so it gives you like pretty much your The inner to, circle like, yeah like inner not, circle not not waiting in line for the club exactly yeah. like vip access and then like you're not gonna be fighting for against thousands of people to to try to mint it you're pretty much secure in the bag. And most of the time, if you're whitelisted, you're able to um, mint. So mint is like, you're pretty much buying it. Um, like think about like when you're mining gold, you're mining it out of the earth and now the gold this That's kind of how minting is. You're minting it onto the blockchain. Um, so now that's yours. Like It's, your it's the
2: drop. Value. It's the drop of the product or, yeah, or the, the NFT, like, yeah. Sneaker uh-huh. So Release. Most of the time,
3: um, if you have whitelists, you usually are paying less, it's like cheaper what the public play, pays when they mint it
2: and so you were saying before now it's at a point where people are more in demand of getting in that whitelist than the actual when the product actual drops
3: yeah dude i think it was like the okay bear effect like they really like um pretty much created this new meta and i think the meta is dying right now too like it lasted like not long but like i think people because of like everyone wanted to catch that next okay bears play and now all these projects were like branding similarly, like they're doing private discords. You know, they're releasing a bunch of like concept art on their Twitter, and like, you know, things like that, branding like heavy. And then there's no real value. It's just like, they're just, just putting art out there and then doing whitelist giveaways. So like whitelist giveaways, that's what actually Trippin' Trip Ape that went crazy. Like people mm-hmm. fucking hundreds of thousands of followers doing whitelist giveaways for like tripping Apes. Uh, because that was just really the man. Um, and like, that's how they're getting insane engagement, insane followers. Um, and, and yeah, like a lot of projects have been doing that, just that private doing whitelist giveaways. And then um, that's how they're getting all this like hype and attention and like just demand,
2: you know. So then when the product drops, it's like all those people that didn't get on the whitelist, that didn't get the mint are good. That's where the demand comes secondary. Yeah. Right. And so is there, is there a sort of a cycle that's like repeatable that you've noticed with, with like the creation of an NFT, the drop of it. in terms of the price, is it like, are these just random or is there some kind of cycle you've been able to notice with NFTs dropping and how they trade afterwards? So it, it depends as
3: well on like the prices of, you know, the crypto. So like on Solana, um. Uh, you know projects have to raise the price of it because one solana is not one solana like i hate when people fucking say that shit like that's just something that they're saying to like so you don't sell and like that's you know it's kind says. of latest
1: that's what jordan says about his uh his
2: little profile picture he's like hit. yeah one ETH is one ETH. Boy. And, you know, but it is uh, though i mean that's a, that's a separate conversation but i want I want to extend i feel you like I,
3: I agree with that for like the longest time but now recently he's like because then people are just like, they want you to hold it forever. But like, in reality, you don't want to be that person to like backhold. Because then, like, people say that. But like, they're the one, you can look in the blockchain. They're the ones fucking flipping and selling. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy out there. But there right?
2: are some things worth holding. Like, one mm-hmm. Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Would you guys agree with that? I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And so it really, that's why I'm <laughs> on crypto. And this is my big, like, big idea with it since we're on it. And it's like, crypto is redefining what people think as money you know, and it has, it gives you the freedom to choose your, your money. Like, do you want to hold a currency that deflates 8% every year, 30%, like how much do they print the U S dollar, right? The dollars lost 99% of its value over a hundred years. So do you want to hold a currency that's inflationary that literally the value is dropping? Or do you decide to use a currency like Bitcoin that's deflationary or a currency like Ethereum or a currency like Solana? Like I buy into the one Solana is one Solana. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, you're setting a new money standard for yourself. And if you believe it's an asset that will appreciate in value, one of those assets is one of those assets. But I also get what you're saying, too. It's been used as a sort fact, tactic of, of manipulation to, into getting people to hold the bag versus when you're in the background is doing the opposite, dumping the bag. You tell people that once a is once a So they hold the bag and you're <laughs> profiting. So it can be used against you. But the principle for me is legit. Well it's said. different. When, it's different when when one Ethereum is
1: you know eighteen hundred bucks from you know ranging between 1800 to like 2500 and then there's a difference between when one solana is 250 and then it's now 40 dollars.
2: yeah but solana is a lot newer you know and like if but the only people that i think the only reason ethereum still exists the really reason bitcoin still exists is because people were convicted in that asset that one bitcoin being one bitcoin that they don't give a fuck what it's worth today 7k 30k, the people that actually held from 20k to 3k, from 1k to 100, they had that conviction that this asset was worth something. And they are still the, the predominant buying pressure. There's still the demand for why Bitcoin they're buying Bitcoin at 30k or at 60k. You know, and so I know Solana, yeah, it's extremely volatile from 250 to 50. What that's down tremendously, <laughs> 75%. <laughs> oh, that's insane. I'm but for the poor, bro. <laughs> you
3: seen that? But,
2: solana is that opportunity though if you actually believe in this chain and this ecosystem and this project of solana being a massive factor at this point if you yeah you got in solana at 200 you're down to 50 what are you going to do sell your bag and take the loss or you're convicted and you accumulate more and you build things that are going to accumulate you solana because you know nobody there's no demand for solana at 50 dollars but there's all the demand yeah. in the world for it when it's at 200 exactly. and so it's that classic like most people understand the principle of a market which is to buy low to sell high at the same time their actions are buy the top sell the bottom you
3: know <laughs> literally there's like different seeds too like with um uh, with like solana i think it's cool it's like i think it's it has really good opportunity for scalability and like the, just the low transaction fees and um the quick transaction speeds, um, I think that can really be like long-term once they can get the network down, like huge bro for people um, for the this to scale and like NFTs and things like that. And I like, was
2: really skeptical about it at first because of like the decentralized factor. I don't think it's quite there. That's in a sense, decentralized. They've turned it off in the past, you know? And it's like, it, it would worry me to have a significant stake of capital on a network that can just be turned off. That's Hopefully true. they fucking turn it back on because if they don't, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, bye bye. But, but <laughs> I think, uh, it, I think Solana has filled a niche that Ethereum couldn't, which is adding that scalability, having that low barrier of entry that Ethereum's failed to deliver to the market. So I mean, yeah, Ethereum is more established; it's way more decentralized; it's way more secure but it has a downside it has a premium to use it it's mm-hmm. the cost of it like i don't mind paying gas fees on ethereum because i'm like this is the cost of using the most premium and legit network and if you're more experimental more willing to take some more risk you have alternative choices and i think there will i believe in a multi-chain universe i don't believe in the
3: yeah, yeah. like
2: just one chain you know and like different chains have different purposes and i think mm-hmm. solana is really filling its chain for people being able to come in the new space, experiment with an tease the blockchain, and see what this technology is about without having to pay fucking even today. And then like, you know, $20 for a transaction for some people, that's insane. You know, like if you don't have four or five figures yeah. of liquidity, you're not affording that. And then damn, when Ethereum, when Ethereum actually gets <laughs> expensive, bro, you know, you will pay three bro. figure and four figure transaction fees when Ethereum's at its high. So yeah, every chain's got its own.
3: I think like so the reason why I really like soul is like, is because I'm thinking more for everybody. Like, right. This is going to help everybody. Solana's for the poor. Solana's for the fucking poor, man. And dude, I'm poor as fuck. Like I, I'm (laughs) I'm about it. And like, (laughs) I think like there's more people, more poor people in the world than, you know, rich people. And at the end of the day, like I see crypto and NFTs as a freedom, like currency. And like that's not gonna allow a lot, a lot of people, you know, to to play if you're playing only E. Um, but I think if E, I think ETH eventually, like if whenever E, you know, 2.0, 2.0. Or whatever like comes out and like they fix all that stuff.
2: This, It's supposed to be happening in August.
3: Yeah, they've been saying that stuff forever though. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh,
2: I mean, what? but there's been there's been some more developments on it. The, state the world was the supposed to end-, end in 2012, and that didn't happen either. The world <laughs> did
3: end in 2012, bro. What are you talking about?
2: True. Emerge, dude. The CERN, think- they they split a particle Cern. and like, yeah.
3: And-, and the calendar is like the minor calendar, I think, yeah, like they predicted it. So it was like we right now. I think we're just experiencing like our whole life right now in the flashback, like you know when you die and you like like Benjamin Button. I don't. I've never seen that movie, but I need to revive. But I just know that's like this guy who just ages backwards. No, 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 no. So like, like pretty much, like. I don't know if it's true if you only die. Like I've never died, bro. But, like, <laughs> bro like, actually I don't know. It might be dead right now. But like, like I, my theory is like, like dude, something happened. Like everyone just, I don't know if you ever seen like um the movie Don't Look Up when like the whole world just dies by the asteroid. Like yeah. I think something like that happened, and now like people are just like getting all this DMT pumps in their brain and experiencing their whole life right now before they like transcend.
1: Or they're dead already, which is, I think, is 90% of the population where they're just, like, existing and have absolutely no purpose or ability to think
2: or awareness or desire. It's it's actually insane because I really buy into the fact that, like, 2012, like, something happened and, like, this certain hydrogen, like, the particle collider, if you don't know what that is, look that look into that. Like, they experimented with the fabric of the universe and time and space. And, like, I think it's had consequences, including the best evidence I have to provide about this is the Mandela effect. Bro. like yes. there are depending on who you ask like how fruit loops is spelled is it f-r-u-i-t or is it f-r-o-o-t oh. or like you know like Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears with the a yes. or with e? Yeah. On, I look the e monopoly up, man have a lens or did he not you know and now it's like i think legitimately there are people we're all here on this planet yeah we can physically see each other but people are in different realities bro they're legitimately in different realities like and the biggest evidence of it it's a recent event i'm a savage i don't give a fuck i will say it some people are generally think there's a deadly virus out there that's transmitted through your mouth and nose and that if you fucking come into contact with other people you could die because of this deadly virus and there's other people like dude you're tripping like uh, that ain't a thing to me i'm not afraid of this you know and it's like the evidence and i, I see people now still today years after the fact that you know there's no mandates there's nothing still wearing around the mask i'm like Dude, you have incredible. a belief system that tells you that this is a threat to your health and that's why you do it and i don't i'm not trying to hate i'm not trying to create that division but to me it's evidence of people living in different realities like legitimately different realities some people believe this about what that and some people believe this and their actions are different and i'm like it's insane because I think in our lifetimes, we're going to witness a long-term consequences. Of the people who chose to go down a certain path and the other people that chose on a different path, fear, whatever you want to call it. But like, dude, like it's insane about what your beliefs about what's happening in the world and how that affects your life. And like the difference, the stark contrast, that's what it is I'm trying to highlight. And what's interesting to me is how different people can be on the same thing. And it's like, I don't know, before I don't know what I, I don't know. As a kid and growing up, I felt like there were certain commonalities that all humans agreed upon, and that everyone acted in the same way about certain basic things. Same. And now that isn't it's not there, it's there's disagreement about every single thing. The world is very polarized. I'm like, is that on purpose, okay. or is that just because, yeah, maybe some trippy thing, like when they collide those particles, they're freaking shit split, and some people are going this way, some people are going that way. I don't know. that was A listening- of
3: weird. shit. Go ahead, Mondo, my bad
1: no I was, I was gonna say you guys I think uh, Mike was telling this story um last or two weeks ago when he was on he was talking about one day he was just playing out waiting the devil at you guys' apartment and I was listening to that just recently and it talked about one mm-hmm. of the you know the the devil's like greatest power how he overtakes people and like his most powerful force is mass fear you know like mm-hmm. he he was talking about um the point Hill was saying that <clears throat> like world war one world war two after that it causes mass fear and i thought like dude that's what happened in 2020 like mass fear was evoked on people and so now it's it's insane that you're you're just saying that like i just put two and two together where you just said jordan like people are literally living in different realities because God, some God. people are still Scary. So, so people up. are still mm-hmm. fit. like i saw i was i went to bonabeef today and literally somebody outside was waiting for their food with a mask on i'm like bro <laughs> it's 85 degrees outside sweating balls and yeah. you have a mask on and i dude you know what's crazy like my sinuses are crazy right now i sneezed dude my boy went inside oh man <laughs>
2: Dude, and I, I'm not, I, gonna, I, make it. It, <laughs>
1: I'm
2: not gonna make man, it. Bro. I really want to paint it on the level of like, dude, like, I've, I've obviously been like, dude, where are you? what, like, how do you, do the facial is what gets me the most. Bro. Dude, yeah, that shit. But at the same time, now I'm at the point where I'm like, like your brother's taught me this, man. He's like, I don't ever get mad or anything about anything because you, if you understand understanding that psychology. You understand there's some reason why that person. And I look at those people, I'm like. Dude, I genuinely feel bad for you. You you got stuck. Like, you ever seen the movie Get Out? Yeah. Like, yeah. they that got is- stuck, bro. You're stuck wow. in a mental prison, and you don't even realize it. Like, you have the key, bro. And it's and I, I make jokes about, like I said, I'm a savage. And it's like, tell me you can't think for yourself and make decisions for yourself without telling me you can't think for yourself, and make decisions for yourself,
3: bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, savage is fucked. That's why you're not. Nice. That's why your last name is the savage, bro. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, bro, I'm not, we're not going to say the C word or the V word or any of that because we we'll are no flagged filter. and this shit will get censored,
3: but. Dude, it's crazy. Like, I think um, it's just like cognitive dissonance. Like people would rather believe lies and the, 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 you know, the ugly truth because it goes against everything they've ever known, bro. Dude, and, like, yeah. and it just goes against deep. like people like, like trust their government way too much, bro. <laughs> People trust authority way too much, man.
1: Everybody believes everything that's been told to them, bro. Perfect example, right? Mike Miles talks about this all the time. He was blowing my mind, dude. He was like Christopher Columbus, right? Everybody thinks Christopher Columbus, you know? Everybody thinks Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, you know? Like, dude, it's insanity,
2: you know? <clears throat> yeah, bro. People think George Washington was a good dude. He, he yeah, had slave, slave owner, dude. Yeah, yeah slave dude. teeth. He had their teeth, bro. Oh, yeah. I saw that
1: <laughs>
0: shit.
3: That's fucking mad. That's fucking mad, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, and there's pictures of him, like, also part of like the elitist, like in those kind of like clothing and stuff.
2: Yeah, people but people. dude, and I, I think it was the point I was trying to make before, and I didn't actually make it. I get it though. Like I actually get it. Having some people close to me in my family that are maybe a little hesitant to accept certain truths or accept uh, viewpoints because, you know, maybe I don't think there's definitive evidence. I mean, there is for some of us, obviously some of us has reached conclusions that other people haven't. And therefore we think differently when it comes to who's presenting us information, what is the truth, like who we should listen to. Right. But I get it, dude. It's a scary leap. It's a very scary leap to like, think that, Holy shit these people that position themselves as authorities and position themselves as people who are the purveyors of truth and the purveyors of what's right, what's wrong, what's healthy, what's not. It's scary to think that those people don't give a fuck about you. It's scary to think that they don't actually have your best interests in mind because they've been put in the position where they're supposed to. Our leaders are supposed to care about us. They're supposed to make laws and legislation and do things for our benefit. And it's scary as fuck to think that the world doesn't work that way. Like I said, some, some of us have had enough evidence and having enough experience and reached a conclusion where we believe that and therefore we live a different way. But I get it, dude. I get why it would be scary if you've believed your whole life that they do care about you to think that they don't.
3: Yeah, I think there's two kind of people once they go down that rabbit hole. It's so like, yeah, the people who are like, you know, self thinkers and they're like, all right, yeah, everything's fucked. <laughs> but like, you know, we're... No, we can control, like, our reality, manipulate the world around us and, like, you know, just see things for how it is, but, like, not let it, like, affect us. Then you have the, the people who go down that rabbit hole who are fearful thinkers yeah. Then they become, like, the tinfoil fucking people, head people. They want to make an underground, like, base and, you know, oh, get all the also. canned foods and, like, you know, <laughs> guns and, like, everything. Like, yo, everyone's after me. Stock
2: up on baby formula? Bro, yeah, dude. I'm stocked up. I'm stocked up, man. My information, things I know, like <laughs> it. it... <laughs> hey, you got guns? <laughs> dude, I don't even care. I'm okay. so Like all I know is I'm not relying upon a grocery store to feed me for a long time. Like I'm not going without. Like I have food reserves. I have my own protection. You you got know, guns? What... Yeah, of course, bro. Like, dude, it's so funny. Yeah, we... thing, what happened man. in Ukraine? Right. I don't know. I don't oh, the there. Russia invaded? Oh Russia yeah, invaded. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, are the, what did we do? We gave them guns to defend themselves. You don't think that can happen here? Like, I, like I said, I've, out of all this information and going in this rabbit hole of authority, the truth, like whether or not things are prepared, like I am in the point, like I'm going to fucking take pre- precautions because I'm not getting caught with my pants on the ground. Like COVID's, like the effect of COVID for me was like, damn, dude, they can lock this shit down. I said this, like they
1: literally just, they can push a button and boom. Over. It's an
2: insanity, dude. They Bro, literally shut groceries-
1: the world down
2: yeah there's grocery stores that don't have that don't have baby formula what if you can't produce breast milk naturally like we're in that time period and i i, I don't yeah this is really getting deep i don't I want to I add a good question for everybody i want to share mine um it, I, i'm taking like i'm in the mindset of like i'm locking shit down for my family and i don't want to be relying upon Others and the systems that I know are susceptible to failure and are susceptible to authoritarian control. If something can be shut down. I'm not going to rely upon it, you know, and I'm not going to rely upon others to protect me either. I'm going to protect myself, and that's why I love America. I really fucking love America. America. Because like, America. What, do we, what do we do? How do we protect our president? How do we protect our sports? How do we protect our sports stadiums? How do we protect our president? How do we protect courts with guns? Yeah, I've seen, I've what seen, happens when something go bad, bad goes down? you call someone with a gun like
1: but what, but, when... but, but, gun, but guns just killed like 16 kids in texas or something like that you know what if Dude, the
3: teachers had straps they would have clapped that kid right away
2: if there was an armed guard in the front and that kid wouldn't even try to get in a single point of entry Dude, like how like... We can we could protect all these other people we can't protect our kids we protect our kids with a gun free safe zone like that's going to stop somebody schools are easy targets Dude, this yeah, is crazy we're going to traps, right bro. Now.
3: Like, we
1: are we are dude you know what's crazy is I, I i thought about that i saw somebody tweeted that right like this would have been prevented this could have been prevented if there was an armed guard like at, at the school i i thought like dude in my high school there was a there was a guard at, at my school you know like an actual security guard and there was a on-duty police officer that was all like there all the time and he was strapped and i'm like dude how come they don't have that in elementary schools like mm-hmm. you know, people don't go target like high schools because mm-hmm. they know motherfuckers will just fuck them up you know some mm-hmm. big football player will just go tackle his ass you know mm-hmm. so they go after and vulnerable little kids
2: i have to say this now because i'm the dude that's like yeah pro guns but dude i it's it's sad as fuck man i remember when i read the book about columbine i was in school dude and there's a book written about the columbine i remember i was in like sixth grade 2006 reading a book about what happened and it scared the fuck out of me and i was looking around i'm like holy shit dude what happened someone came in my school and it's like it's a scary thought and it's really i'm dude, I don't condone violence. I don't condone any of that shit. Like, and I, that shit's fucked up. I want to get that perfectly clear. Like that is fucked up and it's sad. It's really, really sad to see it happen time and time and time and time again. Like this isn't the first one. We're so deconditioned to it now or we're so conditioned to it. Like it's a normal thing now. It's like, damn, another shooting. It's like, that is fucked up. Let me put that straight. Like, I don't agree. I just had to set that on the record. You think those are staged like acts? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait but he's just so chilled like laid back like yeah you know that this thing was
2: staged so. okay <laughs> i'm gonna ask questions i'm not gonna put my opinion yeah, I'll try on to like... i'm gonna ask questions how did an 18 year old kid that didn't have a driver's license that was unemployed how did he get a three thousand dollar rifle how did he get thousands of body armor you
3: get that you can't get
2: I, I didn't, I don't know when I was 18 and I didn't have like, dude, there's, there's a Wait, lot is, this, is this a
1: thing? Like, that's real. Like this guy, didn't did, he's 18, unemployed and he just had a like $5,000 and stuff that he just went and shot up at school. Then he killed his I
3: grandma first.
2: Go. That's yeah, messed man. up man. Like I said, I'm just asking questions because like my opinion on the matter doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's, I, I, I do these podcasts and I share my thoughts because I just want to create conversation and thought. I want you to think about things differently than you have, but like, Dude, yeah, it's, there's a lot of sketchy things that happen with all those, all of those shootings, you know, every single one of them, like, the fact that the, the one that sticks out in my mind, and this is the question I was going to ask, like, about 10 minutes ago, I'm going to ask it now, you know, because I think this topic is very sensitive. And it's, it really challenges your worldview of like, who's in control, who is authority, Are people care about you, is the government here? And like the, the, the shooting that happened in Las Vegas at the Ariana Grande concert, you're telling me one guy walked up into that hotel past the Vegas has the most cameras of any place on earth is the most cameraed place on earth. Right. And there's no photos of this guy, none. And he just out of a single window, like, dude, yeah. the, 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 the facts don't line up for me. And so the first event for me that happened in the news, and that was a major world event that like made me think and like, holy shit, things aren't how I think they are was 9-11. You know, and then you look into like all the details of how that happened. There was three buildings that fell that day. <laughs> there was three buildings that fell that day in New York. People don't even realize that. That one just randomly burned down. One? World Trade Center building number seven. Wasn't yeah. even the World Trade Center building, one or two. It was a random building that fell down to an internal fire, right? And 9-11 is for me. And this is like leading me to my question. What was What was the, was there a big event for you guys? And if so, what was the event that made you be like, Holy cow! The, the the mainstream, this government, the news, whatever—it's not entirely true. Like for me, it was nine eleven that changed my viewpoint of everything forever. For me, nine eleven was
1: the for me nine eleven was the 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 like the gateway drug, you know. That was kind of like what opened it up because. But like I, I wasn't in the U.S. when that happened. I learned about it after I got to the U.S. So like I wasn't and I I didn't experience it. I didn't have an emotional anything to it because I didn't even know it happened. You know, mm-hmm. like. I was in Mexico, so like they didn't. I you know I got here. The I I got here in two thousand two. So <clears throat> that's you know that to me. But I learned about it as I got older. Um, but to me, that it was the Vegas shooting uh, at know, the Mandalay Bay. You know, like it didn't. No matter how many what angle you took at it, there, it didn't make any logical sense. Like you said, dude. How can how can so many things how come so many guns and ammunition and all that shit just fly by metal detectors all that shit just like and then this guy like untrained general you know samaritan from wherever the hell he was and even his family members were like yeah this guy you know like we never would have expected it I didn't even know like no matter what angle you took at it or the, the or the media took at it like it just didn't add up like how can this one guy just shoot up this whole place. And how did the police not get there until after it happened? Like, dude, if, if I, if somebody hears a gunshot, dude, Las Vegas has the most security ever, especially in hotels, dude. In hotels, you go downstairs. If there's a casino downstairs, dude, you have people on every corner, dude. There's Mm -hmm. a strap on every corner. How can somebody not go 12, 13, 14 feet up You're 14 floors up in, you know, 10 seconds 15 seconds you know 30 seconds Why? how did why did it take 30 40 50 minutes for them to arrive at the scene you know it doesn't make sense man and then the guy was
3: dead like come on man yeah man that's that's that was it for me i think for me it was like 9 11 um i think just like the series of those events dude it felt like every month like there's something dude like churches like yeah uh festivals dude like schools like um like parades and stuff dude like remember the boston one like dude mm-hmm. all of those i was like holy shit like <laughs> this is rigged like this is it's dude, not
2: like i have to say another thing sorry to interrupt you kev how oh, you good I, I, i'm speaking for all of you guys correct me if i'm wrong none of us believe that these events were fake none of us are saying that these things didn't happen none of us. none of us are saying that innocent lives weren't lost we are simply questioning the narrative of how these events came up yeah yeah that shit is
3: devastating bro like these are real people you know like the innocent people like i heard um with the last school shooting that just happened like dude one of the husbands of um the teachers like dude literally died the next day from a heart attack bro that's how much heartbroken he was dude like like that this is why like we got to get down to the root of of, like how this is happening why this is consistently happening you know we're not trying to like like you said you know like not be sensitive about this these topics
1: i think the point is to, to make just people aware and like just mm-hmm. question question what's what's really being told i have a question i just kind of thought about this and it might be really weird and freaky but like do you think these are like reptiles <laughs> wait what did you say i was gonna say sacrifices
3: Oh yeah, no, definitely, dude. That's that's publicly already known. Like, dude, dude, some people fucking people don't even hide anymore, dude. Celebrities literally say that shit. Like, like, dude, like I was hearing um podcasts or, or like I don't remember what as a video. This dude, like, he's in the music industry and like he was exposing that stuff. How like um dude, there's parties out there in like LA, like where they'll pinch you a little bit of your blood to go in. Like there's parties where they'd be Fuck. sacrificing shit, like, like people, bro. Like, there's a lot of evidence on that stuff, bro, and people like have mad evidence on that. Um, yeah, and bro. I think it's just like a cultural, like, thing that's been passed down by like the people in power, dude. Reptiles. Uh, yeah, dude, and it just like, <laughs> like people like think about like, why, How do people randomly gain all this fame and wealth out of nowhere? It's like they had to do something, you know.
1: Mike miles talked about this dude. He talked about it and he, you know, he gave, um, he gave bad bunny as the example. He's just like, how, how is all of a sudden he just like a movie star now? How did he just climb the charts so fast? Like, he's like, there's a reason why the top 40 artists are the top 40 artists. He's like, there's no literal, there's no literal, um, deal with the devil because like the devil is a, you know, figurative, like a figurative thing, you know, there, you Mm -hmm. don't really sign your soul to the devil but you sign your soul, you sign yourself over to the people and the people control you. And then mm. he went in talking about um, Michael Jackson and that's why he, he, you know, he was killed because he was just in his music. He's like, if you look at his music, if you just like look at the lyrics and take the lyrics literal, it's music, it's good music. But if you understand the, the meaning, like the, the subliminal mm. meanings of Michael Jackson's music, he's like exposing everything and michael that's jackson, why yeah his
2: music is so angsty bro i was listening to him like maybe a couple months ago and i was like dude michael jackson is the most angsty music ever it's all like ah, ah. like it's like he's trying to like break out like he's like mm-hmm. it's like you could have that feeling of like you're angsty like you're not in control and someone else is controlling you like he gives you that vibe i don't know it was
1: it was his dad bro like he's like he yeah. put, was put he put put like put him in there and like he mm-hmm. wanted not look, Nothing to be angry. Study, uh, study. The kid um, from Billy
2: Jackson Jr. Five. You look at the kid from Jackson Five oh with that God. beautiful freaking voice, like just the most artistically pure talent maybe the world's ever seen. And then the, this is the man he became, like
3: yeah, they fucked. Wow, him up. yeah, yeah. They really fucked dude, him up, dude. Like Kendrick and J. Cole, like they've put that shit in their lyrics before. Like Kendrick set talked about it a lot. J. Cole, like a lot of these rappers talking about it. Um. Dude, J Cole literally says it in one of his lyrics. Um, I forgot what song it was, but he's like, "Yeah, like people think I'm part of the Illuminati, but I'm not about that human sacrifice shit." That's literally a lyric. Like, you can look it up. Like,
1: bro, Dude, But but here's a, here's a, here's a little <laughs> counter argument, right? Like, think about this. He, Mike Miles proved this point because we were like, "What about Russ? You know, Russ is independent. You know, like Russ came up heavy. Yeah, he's like, but he's like, yeah. But think about it. He's like, do you think if?" Okay, and, and I'll side note back on the crypto thing after I say this. He's like, do you really think that if you had all the power, right? Let's just say all of us controlled this one thing. And then here comes this guy who just makes it out of the blue. Do you really think that we're just going to let him slip? We're just going to let him just do his own thing over here? Like He's like, think about it. He's like, if you have control over the music industry, independent is just a label that has the same meaning as dependent." you know and he's like and then he he went on and said like yeah. think about bitcoin he's like who who created bitcoin he's like satoshi nakamoto we're like yeah you know anonymous he's like yeah but like who is that he's like do you think if these people in power have the the financial power do you really think that they're just gonna let this one thing just come out of the earth and take that power i i what is you guys' belief back on the crypto thing now we're on this deep rabbit hole like
0: yeah. do
1: you guys really think that this Bitcoin and this, you know, decentralized thing is really actually decentralized or is it just part of the agenda? Like, is it because I I thought that was a really good point. Like, listen, if we have 100% control of this and, and then, and then all of a sudden something else just comes up and now we're, we're going to lose that control. Like, is it not, is it not part of it to, to just introduce something under an anonymous name to make it seem like and the illusion that it's decentralized to make people mm-hmm. think like, oh, let's evade Uncle Sam. However, everything now has a digital footprint, you know? Yeah, bro.
3: That's the, I think, yeah. I, I think like, of blockchain. the answer is if you want full control, and full power, you need to control both narratives. Like think about it with the music industry, you have mm-hmm. the people who, you know, talk about like, you know, streets and trapping and killing and bitches and hoes. Then you have the woke motherfuckers who be exposing that shit. But when you look at the people who own the fucking both of those parties, dude, like, it's the same people. It goes all the way to the top. They yeah. just need control. Like, if, if we live in a, in a reality of um, duality. Like, we live in a... Um, the illusion of duality. Illusion of duality. So, like, There's always going to be good, bad, cold, hot, you know, whatever. So, like, in order to have complete control, you need to control both those aspects. Politically,
2: politically, the Democrats and Republicans are supposed to be two different sides representing two different things, yet they're funded and owned by the same same companies, the same people. Like you said, yeah, it's the illusion of choice that makes people think, oh, this is wrong. This is right. I'm going to go with this one and like you said the ultimate control is a, the control of both narratives <laughs> like that, dude, that, that's the mind fuck think they about
3: were like fuck <laughs> yeah dude like yeah bro, like i Jay-Z, mean like Jay-Z, if you had come.
2: the keys to the kingdom would you give them up
3: no nah. no nah, dude they gotta come take that shit bro.
2: that's but okay so now here's let me jump out and take my two cents on it that's that's where that's i'm sad. at it's like <laughs> yeah, is Bitcoin? I I was a naive. I was I, I was a believer. I was like, dude, Satoshi Nakamoto is the greatest hero <laughs> of all time. Like he's the fucking second coming of Jesus because he literally created a new financial system, wanted no credit for it, and just birthed it to the world. I'm like, dude, who the fuck? Like, I still in my mind, and I'm like, ah, maybe was that him? Was that the CIA? Was that who is it? Who controls the Bitcoin? I mean, you can still see though that Bitcoin hasn't moved. Satoshi's wallet has not nothing. about Bitcoin's moved, so. Whoever has done it is still holding their hand. They're still holding their cards to their chest. You know, whether it was a government, whether it was that. actually. But I don't know. I think crypto is a forefront of the Vartina. I think this is an ongoing fight. I think there's a lot of people aware of information. A lot of people aware of the systems that we've had to deal with. The things that are in, that are in control of our world right now. And I think there's a lot of people pushing out. An opposition to that, like, even us, like creating this conversation here, like challenging the status quo, challenging the mainstream beliefs, like there is now another subset of beliefs and people and energy and power behind this idea of fuck that, (laughs) fuck that system. I don't want any part of that. I don't want a career. I don't want to. What's your dream job? I don't fucking dream of labor. Like, I want to be free. You know, and like, I think there's a lot of people, and this is my giving my America fucking ran on. Like, I love the ideals of this country of freedom, of you do you, I do me. You fuck with me, I got a gun, <laughs> bro. Like, we all have a, I think there is a growing movement of people that are like, no, this isn't the way life should be on this planet as humans. This isn't how we should interact with each other in societies. This isn't how this should be. And Like, yeah, sometimes you dive down the rabbit hole. You see how they control both sides. You see how they have control of the financial system. You see how they have control of the media, of music. They have control of essentially the truth. They have sensors on the internet. It can be daunting. It can be like, damn, we are fucked. (laughs) But (laughs) if you just accept that, then, well, what's the point of even knowing all that? Might as well just go back. It's like the red pill or the blue pill, bro. Like, once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. You know, I mean, you can pretend, but like for me, it's been this almost like a curse, but a positive at the same time. It's like, once you learn it ain't how it is, how you think it is, you got two choices, accept it or do something about it. You know, and I I generally believe, and this is like, this is what I think the mission of QC was, like is, is this, is like creating this awareness, creating this conversation and actually giving people the tools, giving people the power, like financially, like to trade your own money, to make your own money, not be allowed to buy a job, create your own economy, create awareness, like do these things, share these ideas, actually create a community of people who are growing and becoming more and are doing it in a way that's, that's based on love, not fear, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I, I love the fact that we're all doing this and we're having this conversation. I'm so grateful to be with you guys, like have working with you guys because i really believe the work that we're doing is 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 on this level and that's exactly why we have this podcast that's exactly why we have these conversations because it's fucking more than just making money and being free and being able to do what we want it's about legitimately elevating humankind out of these fucking bullshit systems that everyone knows is rigged and we're like i'm not afraid to fucking call bullshit and say something and do something about it like do i have the idea of how it's going to happen or like have the whole plan fuck no bro i don't know man we're all out here just doing our best but i really genuinely do believe there are movements and things happening in this world right now for the betterment of humankind versus the enslavement of it.
3: Yeah, I think it just, bro. You, well said, bro. Like you, you go <laughs> yeah, in. fact. Like, you go in, holy shit. Yeah. But I think like that's ultimately the goal. Managers, like, how can we raise, um, just human consciousness on a mass scale, like global consciousness and and when by doing that like i think we could raise the the frequency and vibration of this planet and i um there's this quote that always stuck with me bro it was like like when when the when the love or when the you know when the power of love overcomes the love of power the world will find peace yeah that that always stuck with me and i was like dude how could we like brainwash people in a positive way you know like where like they don't want power anymore and it's like it's just this constant energy battle against every person in the world. Like that's what it is. It just like, like everyone just wants that power and like every interaction that you have with somebody is like, someone has that, that upper hand, you know, like um, that's something I learned in the Celestine prophecy and it just happens on a global scale too. You know, people want that power, but like, like why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think power is
1: a bad thing though, because like, think about it. We have power right? And that's why we're having this conversation. Napoleon Hill says power is organized knowledge, right? So it like a lot, I think a lot of people have a a misunderstanding that like power is bad, because you're going to use it, like you're, you're powerful. So therefore, you, you, you have dominion over other people or other things, you know, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Because, for example, like, Kevin, right, you have power. You have the power to now transmute all of this stuff onto other people, and that power is used for good, right? Mm-hmm. However, you can use that power, right, for bad. You can start manipulating people because now you have influence over, like, the NFT space, and you can, can creators, Right, that's what I was just <laughs> going to say, right? You could just, like, <laughs> hey, everybody buy this, and then you get rich. Nah, and
3: then dude, just, I don't steal like, my oh. shit like that. <laughs> yeah, he would do that, that, about, was joke. that was joke. i know you oh uh, <laughs> nah, you no know, i don't I, so
1: yeah my point was like i don't think power is a bad thing i think you have to i think you have the yeah. way you use the
3: power exactly is bad you know it's <laughs> crazy dude like i think um a book i would recommend is is fucking crazy as fuck anything actually by this author is crazy as fuck you about book. say robert green robert green dude yeah um, robert green's awesome man i actually got that book the 48 Laws of Power recommended to me when I went to the Penthouse Mastermind. On day two, it was, um because I had like the VIP or whatever. We went to downtown um LA and like the top of the building, there's like this office room, whatever. And it was more of a, like uh more private, you know, not like a lot of people it was more just secluded. And uh one of this like dude, like multi, millionaire. he like, reco- he, was, he didn't even want to recommend it. He's like, dude, I don't even want to recommend it. Like, I don't know if I should say it. Because like, if it gets in the wrong hands, it can be evil. You know, people can use it for manipulation because that's literally what it teaches you. It teaches you how to defend yourself pretty much.
1: It teaches you, teaches you the secrets of like how to have power over people. Like it it literally, that's exactly what it is. It's
2: it's the outline (laughs) of the power dynamics. Yeah. Between people. And one of my friends is reading right now. He's more of a spiritually inclined person. He's like, his take on it was it's like, this is an insanely informative book. It's not written from the heart but take it how it is. It's like, this is just straight information and like what you use. And this is, yeah, dude, this is the core of like what I think it means to be a human is you always have that choice. You always have the choice of like, whether your actions are going to be for yourself or for others or for the betterment of everyone or just to get yours, you know? And it's like the fact that we're out here challenging that traditional model. And like, that's why I love crypto. That's why I love marketing. That's why I love NFTs is because like, We have actually now figured out systems that allow us to collaborate and work in the benefit of everyone versus like, I get the way the world is the way it is because for so many centuries, it was incentivized to grab power and destroy competition. And that's how you made it. And so if you're going to make it and you look at the world, you're like, well, these people don't have shit and they suffer and these people got it and they have a good life and I want to have a good life. So I'm going to do what these people did to get a good life. And, you know, and that is the consequences. I got to fucking crush people on the way up. Fucking so be it. You know, and that was honestly, I think for a lack of better option for so long is that we didn't have a better way to do it. Like it was choose be poor or fucking be savage. And like now I really genuinely believe we have systems that allow the team to win, the family to win, like everyone to win. And that is actually, I think the way the world is beginning to shape itself is the people who have true influence, the people who have true power. I'm not talking about the fact that you got fucking control of CNN and you can run your program on CNN and you're the fucking panelist right there. Those people have no power. It's hilarious. Joe Rogan's the most influential mediaist in the world. He just sits in his basement and smokes weed with people and fucking (laughs) like, bro. The reason that he has influence like that is because he creates those conversations that no one creates. He asks experts topics. He plays dummy and asks experts to explain things to common people. And guess what? A lot of people find insane value from that. And guess what? Because he provides that much value, now he has this insane influence. Not because he wanted to have it. That's another thing. Nobody becomes a fucking anybody who wants to be a leader. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going savage mode right now. Fuck you. If you want to be yeah, a leader, yeah. people, you are chosen to be a leader by the people that you lead. That's you don't true. decide, Hey, but, I'm yeah. going to go lead these people. People choose you to lead them because of the value that you provide. That's just you know, crazy. And so we're moving away from this world of people who have chosen to be leaders, chosen to be powerful people. No. And the systems that create those people, people don't buy into that anymore. I don't, no one buys into the fact that Joe Biden's a leader. That motherfucker is not a leader. I don't even think he's human. (laughs) You know, and like the best leader I know in the world, shout out to your brother. Thanks, dude, people follow him because Uh, he provides that value. He provides that insight, that genuine love. I don't, I know your brother from before the fact he was that dude. He never, like, he didn't set out to be that dude. The people that set out to be that dude, that's the toxin of the world. Mm -hmm. Fuck that, you know? And yeah, I really believe we're moving into that system of where like what you put out and the energy and the things that you give and put out to others, like that will determine what you get out of this life. That will determine your influence. That will determine your lifestyle, you know? And if you give and you put out, dude, it's the natural cause of the world. It's going to come back. You know, and more people are realizing that's how the incentives and the real energy structure of the world works. And the energy levels are rising, man. The technology, the shit we're into, the shit we're doing, the energy levels are getting to that point. That old matrix of fear and vibration, it's vibrating here. And it wants to get people and it's clean for them. COVID, fucking monkeypox, school shootings. Like, and it's getting people, it's clapping people, but there are people (laughs) breaking out. And there are people like the energy is rising and there are people realizing that the energy structure of the world and how the natural course of the world exists is beyond our human power of control and manipulation. 5D
3: vibe, baby.
2: Hell That's yeah. Cool.
3: That's Dude, what see uh, is, man. What do you think about the solar flare? Have you heard of that?
2: Like in what sense? I, I've heard of it, but Oh, um, what's going to kill us. Oh, did this it's is this recent. To... Is this new? Uh, I don't know how new. I don't
3: know. But like pretty much this, the solar flares but i don't know something's supposed to happen i think with the sun and i don't remember i don't know the exact details
2: but... <laughs> we're gonna get fucked up by it basically <laughs> no no no
3: so what's gonna happen is it's supposed to happen anywhere between like i think now and like or 2023 and pretty much it's gonna like it's gonna be the the transcendence of like people that are still in the lower vibrations and then people who are already like practicing like things like meditation and and positive um, mentality gratitude so it's like it's pretty much going to be separation of people like transcending the higher dimensions and people that are going to stay in the lower realms um so like it's going to raise the fucking frequency of um like the whole our universe and our planet and the people that don't transcend is they're going to stay you know whatever 3d 4d where the fuck we're in right now (laughs) and then uh the people who are like you know Vibrating high are gonna transcend, and I don't know. That's something I's. I guess it's like been written in like biblical shit too, yeah. and like huge conspiracy theory. But that was supposed to happen on like two
1: twenty two twenty two twenty two no or something like that. And yeah, like, I, it's like it was supposed to happen in twenty twelve again too, right? And it's like I, I I believe that's the thing. You know, I think they call it different things. I think the, the you know the whole um, solar system does its own thing in the way that it was designed to, and I think that it it is real you know because i think that there is a big shift there was a big shift you know going back to that conversation in 2012 there was a big shift when when that happened because like that's when people really started like waking up and now it's coming a little bit further and further but i think that's a repetitive thing you know this year is a solar thing next year is going to be like whatever they call it then the year after that is going to be like the next whatever you know i think that is like a choice Mm you know um I, i don't think that it's like Ever because think about how powerful and how almost like inconceivable it would be for everybody to trend like if let's say all three of us right transcend right now at this very moment like then we would just this recording would never go up right so I think it would be almost inconceivable (laughs) for everybody to just you know transcend to the next whatever right you know I was talking to my dad about this too he's just like he said some weird shit he's like that's why I'm never gonna die I'm like well nobody ever really dies because most people never really live, you know, I was like, "Eh, like death and life is just like, you know, birth and life is the same thing. So I don't think that it's like, everybody's just going to transcend in one day and just like evolve to the next, you know, reptile version of us. But I think that people as they grow and progress, I think that it's possible that people do evolve. Like, dude, I know for a fact, I'm not mentally consciously who I was like, Two three years ago, mm-hmm. not even close, man, not even close. You know, and I think that's happened for all of us, and I think we can all go back to that one moment where we're like, "Wow, that's it." You know, so I think we're already there, which is why we're so comfortable talking about this stuff. And I think that now our our like position of power is to bring other people there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like if that's you think true. about it, what if we already did that's that? It. And what if we pushed the elevator to the penthouse and now we just boom, we just sent it back down, right? We're just slowly bringing people up. And it's crazy because people tell me, like, yo, I listened to this and I had this breakthrough, right? Last conversation with Mike that we had with Mike. Bro, side note, we need to have a comp, we need to bring Mike and Kevin. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh. You know, um, but like, you know, people hit me up all the time. They're like, yo, I listen to this conversation with Mike or I listen to this conversation with Jordan, you know, or like, I had this breakthrough and that's it, man. Like, that's the intention behind this. It's like, yep. maybe we're not fully there, but when we were on our way there. Maybe we're like three, four, five steps, you know, uh, in the ladder. But, like, it's happening, bro. I
2: think At it's the happening. the, day, I want you the, to the fucking day, the only thing I know, bro, is that I know absolutely nothing.
3: It's facts. Bro. Facts. <laughs> <I don't laughs> shit about shit. Yeah,
2: I, yeah exactly. Dude, I love to talk shit.
3: <laughs> just on the internet right now on your screen. Talking. <laughs> but I, all right so explain um about like i forgot what civilization it was like the aztecs or something where oh,
2: they just left
3: they just transcended there's like no proof of where they all fucking went
2: and yeah, they like, can't find their they can't find the remains uh, like for all we know they just poofed and there
3: there <laughs> there was someone uh that was a civilization that was very tapped into like
2: you know spiritually and then also uh, they also did a than, lot of human sacrifices Where are the Egyptians? Like,
1: where are those big, tall monkey guys? Or the big, like, the big cat people? Yeah, you know, where are those guys? Mm -hmm. You know? Where are those big-headed? I think
3: think they did. Like, explain, like, ancient Egypt, you know, like, like, how the pyramids, you know, the pyramids.
1: Yeah, that really fucked me up the other day, dude. When you're like, yeah, the pyramids are not this old. I'm like,
2: oh, yeah, dude yeah we yeah we talked on that on another podcast we're like one of our first ones we were just doing us too and we, were, we talked about the reptiles and i was like showing up i was talking about the history bro like the history of the world we think some people think the world's only like humans are only ten thousand years old and it's like we have now evidence, lots of evidence of civilization before the ice age before the cataclysmic event which is proven by mm-hmm. carbon records and like the sphinx is dated back like twenty thousand years so it's like they're definitely and obviously when you look back before the ice age what that's before the caveman that's before everyone's notion of like where we came from and how we existed and it's like it just proves like we don't know fucking anything man <laughs> like i i personally believe we had civilizations of greater technology and greater awareness and greater power that exists on the earth long before we are like we think we're advanced now we think we're developed now bro no like they were way beyond that and like it's those fucking- are some, those are the remnants that they've left us that makes you ponder that like the pyramids and the sphinx and like machu yeah. picchu and there, what's a Genobli? Genobli. There's a temple in Turkey that basically was, like, unlocked this for archaeologists that, dude, this carbon dates back 20,000 years. How the hell can that be true? We didn't think humans existed back then. Well, they fucking did.
3: <laughs> I mean, you really <laughs> fucked me up.
2: Now I'm thinking, like, now, dude, I'm thinking,
1: like, dude, because I'm Mexican, you know, I got to be, I got to have some Aztec blood somewhere, bro. Oh, yeah. Maybe I just, one day I just disappear.
3: And you're like, what the fuck my I though. I don't know. You just see Mono's clothes <laughs> just... Just (laughs) (laughs) god, dude, like there's evidence of that, like them just you know using free energy, dude, like them having you know flying technology as well, and like them using um just being tapped in with energy, vibration, and and Mm -hmm. frequency, and like being able to use certain like stones to levitate um things, and that's actually been proven as well. Like, there's scientific studies and tests where they can put like something at a certain frequency and it'll start to levitate so it's not really far fetched it's actually fucking proof that that shit existed and like the fact that they knew about that stuff all the way back then is crazy and there's um you know dude there's like the emerald tablets um sumerian tablets there's a tablet that literally is undestructible like that's that i believe that one is hidden in um the library in in, in, uh, the, the vatican and why is it there like why would they protect that why would it they, they don't want people to like learn the true history of everything like there's a lot
2: bro. of shit in the vatican bro it's the biggest library in the world and it's like yeah it's like doctor
3: strange you know that library like dude there's definitely shit where they can do like you know fucking magic and crazy shit like that like like doctor strange type shit <laughs> doctor do have you seen the new movie that shit was crazy There was a lot of references to, like, Illuminati. They even said it in the movie, like, like, hide everything in plain sight.
2: Isn't that, like, the control of both narratives then, too? Yeah. It's, like, when you said that, too, I was, like, you know, thinking of, like, the whole idea of, like, conspiracy theorists and some of those topics we covered today. And I think, like, the one that they actually use to control people into believing that the conspiracy theorists are a bunch of lunatics is the flat earth. You know, like, a lot of people buy into that, and that's the one where it's, like, uh bro, like I heard of satellites, like GPS, like, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. But I think that's one of those control. That's a controlled narrative of like, let's control the right alternative to all of us. And we'll create this theory that a bunch of people are going to buy into that is 100% utter bullshit, you know?
3: It's like this.
2: It's a fucking
3: flat, but I think it like kind of dips down a little bit. And then Dude, like, I don't
2: fucking know what it is. The man. outside
3: Think about like the outside like the um polars like it's all ice so like dude that's why that... the water wouldn't just be flowing down because think about it, if it was gravity bro like think about gravity if the world was a circle all the water all the oceans would go to the bottom
2: no because gravity exists in the sense of like think about it as a ball everything's attracted on the same surface inwards the gravitational force is inside Like so it, it would make gravitation would hold the sphere together in space is the theory it's...
3: So if like the physics, the
2: physics align with it, like the math, like I did physics in you, college, like you, me the, like you can prove the, it. <laughs>
3: look at this, right? This is the globe. Wouldn't all the water be going to the bottom?
2: No, because the water from the, it's, it's a center of force and everything's attracted in. So from this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, it's all attracted to the middle. And that's like, think of what the sun is. Think of like the center of the universe. Think of like what you can think of as a center of consciousness how is that like the center of creation it holds everything together i i believe in that theory there's a time in where i didn't but i also like discovered a lot of information about like um people in world war ii and former like navy pilots flying to the north pole and like seeing some fucking crazy shit and then there's only one there's only one agreement in the world there's only one agreement in the world where every single country is like only treaty where every single country in the world has signed it. And it's the Antarctica Treaty that nobody can go to Antarctica. Every single country in the world has agreed upon the fact that we're not going to allow anybody to go to Antarctica. Why? You can't go there unless you have special permission from governments. I don't fucking know, man. Both poles, both poles of our Earth are supremely restricted. Information is very varying depending on your source and what you get it about what is at the poles, what exists there. Like, it's the- probably because they don't want Santa Claus, bro. They don't want the people
1: to invade Santa <laughs> Claus workshop, bro. Imagine, bro. They would just make all the dude Toys R Us dude. out of
2: business, bro. Amazon out of business. Dude, no, but people, like that one dude. He's a Navy guy. He's like an outstanding like veteran, like military. Yeah, I think that's his name. And yeah, he went in there. He said he found center Earth. He found like tall people, giants and shit. And like, dude, there's a lot of crazy stories about shit at the poles. I like, believe in the
3: inner Earth though.
2: The Nazis being in Antarctica, like, dude, yeah, like, dude, there's um, we're just opening I up so many it. cans now. We're just like. Yeah, no after world war ii
3: um all like dude so many people like the nazis and shit from germany like they either went to go work with, um, with the u.s government or they fled they say that hitler and the, so many freaking nazis like they all went to antarctica right after world war ii because dude hitler was very obsessed with um antarctica like he he was like very um what's it called not obsessed but just like fascinated with it because mm-hmm. of like apparently there's pyramids out there apparently like inner earth and stuff like that so like um you know like with with this is some crazy conspiracy shit but like you know like reptilians and fucking aliens whatever like con- they would like work with the governments there's actually um CIA files and shit like leaking you know, like proving this stuff out there I don't know you can do your research but like yeah, apparently I'll fled out there, dude, to go to the inner earth, and yeah, like, I, I heard about that with Bird, like, him flying through an Antarctica, and then at some point, like, the temperature started to get really hot, and then, like, they start seeing huge-ass fucking trees and, like, life, and, um, like, yeah, dude, and he documented it, wrote it, everything about it, and then, apparently, like, they just hid that whole, like, story away, like, they, they didn't want people to know about that shit, and, like, I believe it, bro. There's like caves and stuff like that. Like you could look it up. Um, there's certain places in the world, like where you can find huge fucking caves that go super deep into the earth, and like apparently those are like entr- entrances to like inner earth. Dude, there, there's a movie about that, and uh, oh my uh, God.
1: interestingly oh. enough, interestingly <laughs> enough, The Rock is in the movie. It's oh called Journey to, Journey to the Center of the Earth. I've seen those, bro. You know, so it's, it, it's crazy, bro. It's, it is. It is I have no crazy. idea how we got here. I have no clue. <laughs> we have to we have to go back and listen to it because we went from NFTs to the center of the earth. <laughs> I guess, I guess it correlates in know, some way man. or another. We're from like guns to Aztecs to the center of the earth, bro. Like I love it, man. That. I love this space, bro. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Hey, um,
3: real quick, bro. How much is that penthouse? Um, <laughs> like, I think I paid, like, two trill. Jeez, trillion. Dude. Two trillion you... souls? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> probably, like, like two. Sheba. <laughs> this is, like, two k, Dude, actually, uh, uh, real quick. Um, this is crazy. We were talking about the sun and stuff, and, like, and the vibration of increasing on the planet, like, think about think about when we get off of oil dude like once the, everything like once we stop using oil for everything and like factories and stuff and like we're just straight solar power bro. like what the dude, fuck dude. is gonna happen like
2: free energy no fuck free solar energy. free energy it's think, there's enough energy right here the power of the whole fucking plant
3: and i think right now like with everything that's happening um in the e- like economically shit with like russia ukraine and like um what else is i forgot who like what other countries like japan or i don't know, they want they want uh fuck, i don't remember what it's called. to no wuhan i don't know but never mind i got my facts wrong right now but like <laughs> but pretty much there's like the price of oil is going like crazy skyrocketing and like you know a lot more demand for that and like there's a lot of chess plays happening right now But I think the real winner of all of this is going to be, like, Elon Musk, bro, and, like, electric cars. Like, like electric cars right now are, like, dude, they're fucking chilling. Like, they don't have to pay for gas and stuff. So, like, I think Elon Musk is going to be, like, one of the first public, you know, trillionaires because, like, he's in that lane with, like, solar energy and, like, electric cars and stuff like that. So, like, I think, like, dude, he... He like is gonna do some crazy shit in our lifetime, bro. And like, I think you don't think could... anybody
1: will try stopping him, though.
3: Oh uh, no, nah, he's a part of that shit, dude. Like, it's all a part sure. of the same narrative. He's I don't chosen. think he's like he's like this fucking hero, dude. He's a fucking villain too. Like,
1: I mean, he terrible. started
2: building a like electric way before the whole gas crisis happened. Way before we decided to ban Russia because they're evil and they do things that our government doesn't do. Psych, like what, <laughs> um. <laughs> dude, we can just go on so many rabbit holes, but yeah, I agree. And then he's doing the AI neural network. He wants neural to upload link? all like, come on. Yeah, dude, he wants to he wants to transplant our memories onto a
3: computer, man. Consciousness so on like a fucking hard drive or something. Dude, <laughs> think about it. Like, I think because him taking a buy on Twitter and everything, like, I think he'll be very involved in eventually within like the crypto space too. And, like, he already like,
2: is, bro. Because. The Dogecoin yeah. people worship oh, yeah. him, man. And they don't yeah, realize man. they he fucking dumped on them so hard. Like real City, He dumped like, the top on SNL. Yeah, fucking dude, he
3: dumped on us, man.
2: Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like on that topic on the meta that we've been talking about today, like that's a leader I personally think isn't gonna make it, you know, and it's like yeah. the, they, time exposes all.
3: I think um like, as we, we're going, progressing to the future with, like, metaverse and shit like that, social media, like... Because I think metaverse is just a combination of, like, the internet, social media, blockchain, mm-hmm. um, NFTs, cryptos. I think, dude, like, think about it. Bro. If everyone is spending all this time already on social media. They're going to be spending all this time. You know, that's one of the cautionary, like, tales of this shit. Is, like, it's, a like, fucking addicting and people are going to be on it all the time. But it's, like, dude, the people who control the metaverse that you're gonna be in people control the screens that you're on all the time or the people are gonna control your mind at the end of the day so like Get the keys if you want to go back to that power play like they they, they they need to be in that in that shit too so like like they're everywhere bro dude
1: yeah throw the eye up man <laughs> you gotta throw it up there dude, who's <laughs> to say I'm not part of it bro I was just dude I you I was just literally about to oh. ask you that bro I was literally about to be like,
3: bro, have you got there? And if you were offered a position, would you take it? Dude, they told, they told me to pull up to this mansion
2: and then. um, You got brainwashed they, and you I didn't even me. know it. Huh? You just got brainwashed out of that mansion that day and you just you didn't even know it, man. No, what well, could have, dude? We are going to explore both narratives, right? Did they pinch I your heard. blood? Did they pinch your blood to get in? <laughs> dude, I heard. <laughs> did, did you drink anybody's <throat> blood? Did you drink anybody's blood?
3: How do you think I, I got this glow around? They will not play, bro. Disclaimer, I'm not a part of the Illuminati. People are gonna like sit, like fucking cut that shit and like gonna <laughs> uh, really, like everything that I'm involved with, they're like, dude, this is fucking
2: Dude, I saw Joe Rogan's comedy show and he like really had a whole bit on that. Just like how dumb people are because they take shit out of context. And it's like, if you actually listen to the conversation I had about any of this shit, like people think I'm a fucking right. Like, yeah, Joe Rogan's hilarious. Like, so good. But Kevin, what a fucking it's a, it's episode. It's been a great talk, uh, boys. Holy shit. It's been crazy was great, man. We gotta have we gotta have
1: you and, and Mike, bro. Yeah, mm, yes. That's gotta happen.
2: Dude, we got to get the whole, we get Kevin and John and Kevin. we we'll get you're Kevin. <laughs> my mind's like, <laughs> my mind's <laughs> fast. But get the whole QCOG squad because these like are the kind it, of conversations man. that we've had for years. Um, these are the kind of conversations where, you know, like we're not saying we know how everything works. Like this is how it is. We're just putting on ideas, talking about things we learn about, seeing the shit sticks on the wall, creating the conversation, creating the conversations just to spark that one person's mind. That's listening. Like this is why we do it. So I would love to have that in the future, man. And thank you, man, for being on. I had a blast today, bro. This was an insane conversation. I can't wait for the feedback. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude,
3: this is gonna go crazy, bro. This one better get like a million views, bro. Or else, like, <laughs> Sorry. Like, anything
1: you anything you wanna anything you, you got on your on your mind, on your heart uh, that you wanna share with, with this with the people
3: listening, bro? Um before we wrap it up. Um, I mean shit dude i think like if you're listening right now um you know you're you're attracting these kind of like conversations and you know you're attracting these kind of things right now um if you're listening to this like you know i think the biggest thing i can say is is like you know you're there's a lot of people that think like this you know you're not alone Mm -hmm. um and the more we have these kind of conversations is like you know the more we can shift the narrative uh, of the world and really create that world that we want to see, be the change that we want to see. Um, So, you know, like, if you're in alignment with that kind of like frequency, um, you know, have these conversations, bro, with your your family, with your friends, like, don't be afraid, man, to be the, the black sheep in your family. And like, you know, if you're starting your entrepreneurial journey, like, dude, just fucking keep going, like, take risks right now early on. Like, I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me in my life is just not being afraid to, to fail and like, just, just trying shit all the time. You know, I tried shit, I fucked up shit and I learned some shit. So like, mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to, to progress is just, you know, like failing forward always. And my mm-hmm. biggest tip of advice for everybody, it's my biggest advice that i learned is you will never go broke taking profits. Mm-hmm. Please take profits. <laughs> Don't be that guy that, that holds the bag. <laughs> But yeah, much love, man. I appreciate you guys for creating this space um, and you know helping people create more awareness um, in their life. And I'm happy to you know do another one, man. So let me know about that. It's a pleasure Hell to be yeah. here, man, for real. Thank Hell you. Man. yeah, bro.
1: Thank you, bro. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for dropping the sauce, bro. Thank you for sharing some value. Where can people find you, bro? You can find yeah.
3: me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at awaken with kev there's a lot of fucking fake accounts i will never message you i'll never ask you about money like i'll definitely expand your mind on these social medias no but like that's where you can find me connect me connect with me there guys um but yeah yeah man
1: appreciate you appreciate you jordan i appreciate you bro always much love to you bro much love much love all right guys have a good amazing 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 rest of your day and i'll see you guys on the next episode Peace.